0: It's a really good intro. Oh, damn it. We're, we're live.
1: There it goes. <laughs> Very good intro. What's
2: up, guys? Welcome to Kind of Funny's Lord of the Rings in review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every Lord of the Rings movie. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Hispanic heartthrob, Andy Cortez.
1: Good morning, everybody. Gosh, I just, I watched, like, I finished watching it again just a little while ago.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we got the big dog, Kevin Koala. Oh, wow. Oh. We got the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hello, and joining us for all six weeks of this show, oh Funhouse own, Elise Willems.
3: Oh my god! Thank you for having me. I can't even. I can't even, uh, in all seriousness, stress what an honor this is, and I really hope I don't let you guys down.
2: Oh, oh you've not you, you seen the show before. Yeah. It's impossible.
3: I <laughs> want to be focused. I want to just be into the.
0: You, you're bringing too much energy.
2: Oh no,
4: no, bring her back, bring her back, run. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 at least no! No. If she she put us. If she puts this ring on, it disappears. It I will disappears. forever. <laughs> I'm like, I we, we can figure
0: something out and make this happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next week. Uh,
2: anybody, the else, technology? anybody else hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Kind of funnies In Review. Every week we review two different franchise movies and we rank them against the franchise themselves. On Tuesdays, we're doing Kevin Smith's View Universe in Review and now for the next six weeks on Fridays, we're going to be doing Lord of the Rings uh, extended editions and we're splitting them into two parts per movie based on where the Blu-ray splits them in half. I didn't realize these movies were Titanic-style, like, two-movie adventures. I didn't know they even did that with Blu-rays. Yeah, I didn't either. That's crazy. It's impressive. It's real damn impressive. It's weird because
1: I feel like they probably could have fit them both on just one disc. I don't know if they needed to be split up. I don't know because they have a
0: 50 – Blu-rays have a 50-gig limit, and I'm sure it's not like it's utilizing the second one all the way. But I imagine they needed an extra like fifteen minutes they couldn't put on the, on the I'll just first, have to wait the for the
1: four K uh
2: reissue. It's it really coming. coming. Coming it's eventually. Coming. Anyway, so we're gonna to be today we're doing Fellowship of the Ring part one, which ends uh one two hours and forty four sorry, one hour and forty five minutes in two this adventure um i want to give a very shout out to everybody that's watching live on twitch right now twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you can watch the show live every week if you want to watch it later you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to listen to it that's cool you can go to your favorite podcast service and search for kind of funny reviews and we'll be there too if you want to get the show ad free you can go to patreon.com slash funny. And if you want to uh, leave your review in haiku form, you can also go to patreon.com slash funny, just like our Patreon producers did. Muhammad Muhammad, Cameron Reagan, Steve Powers, Lee Polero, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Kieran O'Donnell, Drew Garnier, and Al Tribesman. We appreciate you all very, very much. Today, we're talking about Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Part 1, released December 19th, 2001, directed by Peter Jackson would go on to direct all of the lord of the rings movies the hobbit trilogy king kong in 2005 and most recently mortal engines didn't you guys see mortal engines no No. Uh, i
0: own it on 4k blu-ray really (laughs) paula really likes it i don't know why it's it's not a great movie it's not no it's bad but (laughs) we have it so if anybody wants to watch it i think it's on the voodoo account (laughs)
2: He is the third highest-grossing film director of all time. His films have made over six point five billion dollars worldwide. Um, this one had a budget of ninety-three million dollars and had a box office of eighty-eight eight hundred eighty-seven point eight million dollars, making it the second highest-grossing film in two thousand one and the fifth highest-grossing film of all time at the time of its release. Um, a runtime of the entire part or an entire Fellowship of the Ring is three hours and twenty-eight minutes without credits. <laughs> So the credits are so long.
1: I, I so did long. not I didn't expect that to, at the end of the second disc because I ended up watching both of them before we made this change. And I saw there's still 36 minutes left or 30 whatever. Like there's where is this gonna end? I don't remember this going on for that much longer. And then like sure enough, the credits hit, and there's there's a lot of them, unless they're just really slow. I didn't really so, watch
2: them. The the credits even the extended version has extended credits. Oh, <laughs> so good. there was there was something where um you could support making the extended edition or whatever and, and oh. like if you pre-ordered or something you you got your name in the credits like so patreon why... people
1: like exactly and it oh, lasts okay. like
2: ten thousand years and you see yeah. Al tribesmen I you see garnier fruities all yeah. that stuff um so here's the deal guys we were talking about lord of the rings how are we feeling about this elise what are your thoughts
3: um super excited to be here so such an avid part of the Lord of the Rings culture in my day-to-day life every day. I'm part of a, a meme group with friends, Lord of the Memes, where every day we're sending each other memes. It's a it's a part of my life on a daily scale. And I'm nervous because I want to make sure I do it justice with you guys. I, I'm so fearful that I'll be in the moment and I'll forget a specific, you know, <laughs> name, name of something or term or, or moment. So I just want to I'd rec-
1: I, I'm just going to have the IMDb up the whole time because surely I'll forget an actor's name or whatever. But That's smart. Like when it comes to the, to the first half of this disc, Elise, obviously you've seen this movie a million times. So have I. But when it comes to the extended edition, I am not so. Uh, I'm kind of a novice when it comes to the extended editions.
2: Yeah, gonna I'd learn, say we're going to learn a lot together. Here. I'm
3: more versed in the Two Towers and Return of the King extended editions than I am of Fellowship.
2: So here's the deal. Um, Kebabs in the chat, did something utterly insane. He says, so here's the thing. This is a gigantic thing. I wanted no expense spared when it came to the future Lord of the Rings in review series. There's so many cool facts and stories around this legendary trilogy that I love so dearly. So I went all in. I made a document that's 27 pages of facts, stats, information, and tales from the Lord of the Rings movies, as well as pertinent info from the book, plus differences between the films and book, plus differences between the extended edition and the theatrical releases because I'm that crazy. I also did it for all the Hobbit movies as well. This is a document that I will link in the description that you guys can check out. These movies are denser than any movies we've ever done in this series, and like, we're going to have a bunch of facts, but if you want an insane amount of facts... Go to the description. Check this out. He made a very pretty PDF. It's ridiculous. Um, Great job. So yeah, if, if you want to get into that stuff, that'll all be there. Um, but before we get into plot and everything, guys, where, where are we at with this? Because I know it's been a long time in the making of us doing this interview series. Kevin,
0: um, let's I, start
2: with you. Okay. okay.
0: Uh, I really enjoy these movies. I'm excited to talk about them. Of course, we've got the long going like running joke thing where we insult this series. But I mean, it's good. <laughs>
4: they're fun to watch they're long god they're long but that's but that's the thing for me too right is like i watching these back obviously all jokes aside i mean kevin kevin you and i are gonna have to have a truce on this for the next six weeks otherwise we can make fun
0: of it when it's like here's another shot of them walking
4: Fun of it because we're gonna make fun of it, especially when the Hobbit jumps into Gandalf's arms. And you're like,
5: look at how little. He is.
4: But, um, <laughs> but oh, we're definitely gonna have some fun with this. But like, all kidding aside, with with the rivalry with the the, the clerks and Lord of the Rings, um, watching this
1: back. Let's, let's reach across the aisle right now, guys. Let's reach across the aisle, everybody. Everybody. Thank you, thank there you very is. very much. It's true. Um,
4: I got a lot more out of this, I think, watching this the second time, because I watched this with subtitles so I can remember, like, get everyone's names, because there's a lot of names that are very similar to each other, uh, especially when they get to their dads, and it's like Aragorn, son of Arathor, and I'm like, we just changed one letter there, that we were a little lazy on that one, <laughs> J-R-R, um, but watching it back, I'm like, uh, this this series is so steeped in lore, that if you ju- you just have to get into it, you have to bury yourself into it and you have to snuggle up to it. And once you do, um, I started really getting, I, I really enjoyed watching it. I only watched the first half because I want to be fresh for next week. So I really enjoyed going in this, just kind of haven't seen these movies in probably 10 years. Um, and I was, I, was, I, was, I was like pleasantly surprised how fast they went and how much I was enjoying at least getting up to the council.
2: Yeah, for me, yeah. I, I've only seen these movies once and I watched the extended editions in one weekend, all back to back. And it was a lot. And it was one of those things where I'm like, this is really pretty. It's obviously super deep. It just goes over my head. Too many names are similar. Too much stuff. I'm like, I'm missing out I don't really get this. I was young enough that it was just like my attention wasn't there, you know? So I've been really excited to go back to these movies. When we first started doing In Review, uh, when we did MCU In Review, Gia was like, I'm down to – like I want to have my – like my gaps in knowledge filled when it comes to different uh movies and franchises and i want to be able to understand these cultural zeitgeist moments i will watch any franchise you guys do except for lord of the rings she's like i'm not fucking doing that nerd shit that's too far that's a bridge i will not cross understand the reason for that is similar to me we both just don't really like this type of high fantasy stuff like it really is just not my my vibe at all but long story short she was like, fuck it. I'm not letting you watch this without me. Like, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I cannot believe I'm saying that both me and her, and she's the bigger surprise, really enjoyed watching this. Like, she was sitting there and was paying attention the entire time and was like, she's excited to keep going. And I'm feeling the exact same way where it's just like, this is, it's, it's dense. There's a lot. And a lot of the complaints that I had before are still, still there. But Having subtitles on and really kind of just being fully engrossed in it, I love how much these movies commit. Like these films are are I can't believe they exist. Like it's kind of just like wow, they really took these books and were like, we're making this a a thing that is. We're we're going all out and we're going to make sure that it's as nerdy as fucking possible because that's what this has to be. It wouldn't work if it was any less production value. And my god, it works.
1: Yeah, and you getting emotional right now? Oh my god! Did it. PJ,
3: Peter, PJ. Jackson. Peter Jackson.
1: Number <laughs> one, he, he made the
4: movie. Oh, I, I thought you were pointing to James. I was like, was James <laughs> made
1: the Lord of the Rings. Did I not know this about him? I, I that makes me so happy to hear it, Tim. It makes me. I'm thrilled right now. Um, I I was really worried. Watch like when we sort of committed to watching the extended editions because I know. I'm glad we're We are splitting them up. I think that is ultimately the smarter decision. Just because I know that they, it's a commitment and uh I, I think that theatrical versions are more easily digestible but this is like my first time watching uh fellowship recently that's extended uh, the extended version and for someone like me who loves these movies and I've seen I've seen the theatrical versions dozens and dozens of times but um I just got so much out of the more backstory um I, I think, character moments are made a lot more impactful because you see interactions between people more and more and you start to really feel for them. I Like, I am I am just... Uh, these movies are miracles, man. Like, they... The fact that these movies happened and are it really damn good, That's it, the- it, 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 it really reminds me of... Somebody was talking about the original Star Wars trilogies and how... We haven't really felt that way about Star Wars since then. Like you know, like sure there have been some good movies here and there, Star Wars God wise. wise yeah. But but when it comes to the to the OG trilogy, some people have called said like, what if it was just a fluke? Like, what if three movies were made and like it was just lucky that they're so good, and to make new ones that are just as good is impossible. And I feel like with Lord of the Rings, it's just like. They hit the nail perfectly, three out of three. It's funny. Maybe and maybe that's why the Hobbit just isn't as good to us because it's like, how are these movies so good? And how did they Well, no, the Hobbits
0: the Hobbits are bad. I mean, like, that's the same thing. It's interesting to make that analogy because the the three prequels that came out years later suffer, I think, from the same thing where it's like there's not as much substance, and the yeah. stories are kind of thinned out. Some of well, the visual stuff they're doing is experimental and cool. Certainly, when the prequels came out for Star Wars, there was like all like green screen scenes like yeah. that
1: weren't a thing. And they both had trouble like yeah. really really bad yeah. development cycles and a lot I, of issues.
3: To, to that point though, people point to The Hobbit and they say, "Well, it's plagued by development issues, you know. Guillermo del Toro was attached, he's no longer attached. They had, you know, they they were going to do the White Orc as a as a person. that got moved to siege. like all these things beleaguered that production. Lord of the Rings faced those same things. If you look back at it, you know you have two, Stuart Townsend being swapped for Viggo Mortensen. You've got Peter <laughs> Jackson pitched it to two studios before Lionsgate said yes we'll make this movie and they were even pitching it down they were pitching it as like two movies because they didn't think anybody would take a chance on a trilogy so I think to what you're saying Andy it's a I do think there is a certain element of fluke perfect storm the talent the recipe for talent and just the industry being where it was it was all all a great cataclysm of these things coming together and working which doesn't usually happen to to you Tim too. I think that, you know, I don't want people to kind of like criticize you guys cuz I do really love that everyone's rewatching it and thinking like, "Oh, I'm getting something out of these movies." And I will say, uh, for the people that are going to criticize you, I was there too. I was a skeptic. I did not see fellowship <laughs> in theaters. Um because at the time it was 2001 and Fellowship comes out and you'll remember another movie coming out that year, Pearl Harbor. And yeah. I was I was so uh
4: more important to do,
3: <laughs> bloat and poor delivery on you know story <laughs> like and cinema experience, and and I was like I was over it. I to me I I looked because I didn't know the books so I looked at a uh, fellowship at face value and I went, this is some blockbuster, you know, that's trying to give me an epic. I'm and I'm it'll so fail. over
1: it. It's good, yeah. yeah.
3: I didn't, it wasn't until two towers that i was like this is this is art this is masterpiece yeah, yeah i
1: i i was watching the uh sort of the making of and i loved how peter jackson they're telling the story about peter jackson pitching it to the to the studios and that they went to like mirror max and they went to all these people that were trying to just get it into one movie and they're like man we're failing we're failing and they took it a new line they're like we'd like to make this two movie series and they're like no we can't uh uh yeah i don't know i don't remember sorry at least i'm just zoning <laughs> no, out I'm I just so don't, excited. I'm but then yeah so he takes it the new line and they're like yeah we can't do two movies this has to be three and they're like oh my god are you fucking kidding me and then so like they're like immediately let's sign this right now and like it's just it's so awesome
4: yeah what's what's crazy to me is like it oh, was tim tim uh
2: ignorant question here so were these three books yes yes yeah okay so how the fuck would well, they like, make well, two movies?
4: And, well, here, this is my point, right? Is that the reason why I think these work so well is the same reason why The Hobbits fail. Is that the source material for Lord of the Rings was so strong. And the fact that they were three books, they were they were classics by this time. Um, and you have all of this great lore that J.R.R. Tolkien uh, wrote into it. Then you get to The Hobbit. And, of course, a lot of people, this is the thing that people argue back and forth. They're like, oh, he wrote all this stuff. And he the Cimmerellian and all this crap. And, like, The Hobbit was a small book that should have been one movie. And it should have been a prequel to these. And it would have been really, really cool to see. But they decided... It was to me, they got greedy and they were like, we should make these three movies and fans want them and they'll go see them. And it just it just was so thin as far as the story, because you don't have these well fleshed out characters. You don't have all the backstory and the lore for them. Um, Really, The Hobbit should have been all about fun and adventure and it should have been in and out. Whereas with these, it's so it's so interesting. You guys are and you're hitting the nail on the head where it is that nice, that perfect storm of great source material, a, a director that legitimately is such a nerd. For this stuff. And it's so passionate. Every,
1: all of the production crew are like, we've read these books thousands yep. of times. And that's, like, I mean, and that's the thing. And, and actors who were so into it, they
4: went out and got tattoos to commemorate yep. their roles as the nine people. What's that?
3: Not a, what's his name? John Reese Davies.
4: Oh, did he not
1: do it?
3: His stunt Who's double. Gimli. Oh. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Just to be in the just to be in the group photo <laughs> like he's yeah. like looking um, down. Like. <laughs> uh, man, so, if
3: you if you can't keep track of the characters in Lord of the Rings, try keeping track all those fucking dwarves in the
4: Hobbit. Yeah. yeah well, the problem, right? Is you can like the Lord of the Rings to me is easy because eventually it whittles down to like the two different um, spoilers for future, but like the fellowship is the fellowship, but eventually it starts whittling down to the the two story uh uh it's basically story points of like yeah. Hobbit and Sam and then the rest of them. And so you kind of get, to, but you also get to know these characters and th- there's a heart to this and a story, uh, a character arc to a lot of this stuff is specifically with Sam and with, uh, with Frodo and their relationship and how they have this bane that they have to carry and this cross to bear. And that just, that right there to me is not what the Hobbit was about, we're, but we're, we're getting off track. Sorry. We, we have a, I could talk one, about them. one
0: last thing that like, I just want to just tiny bit going off track. I really hope the Amazon show is good. I really – because, like, there's so much lore missing from these movies that the Amazon show could really, like, add to that would be incredible, but we'll we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah, Peter Jackson talked about Tom Bombadil. It was like, like, yeah, we would have loved to have added that, but that doesn't really further – Along the plot, really, of like Bilbo's story, but it's know. also
4: a, it's also an unnecessary plot, like plot interruption or complication that would have caused, I think, in my opinion, more questions than it would have answered. Because when you have Tom Bombadil, who is this like unbelievably powerful being, who was like the ultimate, you know, protector of his domain, the question starts rising: like, why don't you just have him go fight Sauron? Yeah, <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want you don't want.
3: To include his songs, it's just kind of like unnecessary pleasantries that divert from the actual plot.
4: (laughs) And to to that point, too, I think the songs – there's a lot of like songs missing from this because they sing constantly in the book, which was my most annoying part because I was like, I don't know what the melody is to this stupid song. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I'm glad they cut that down. To be
2: clear, you read these books, right, Nick? Yeah, I read all of them. Like it, does that impress anyone else? I, I, I love mind. it. I only
1: I only read Fellowship. Like I was uh, of I was of the mind that like I read Fellowship, and I wasn't super huge into this franchise at all. Like when the movie when Fellowship, I didn't watch Fellowship in theaters either. Um, up until when Two Towers was coming out, that's when I finally watched Fellowship, and then I absolutely fell in love. And then, like. Call like the end of high school going into college was just like all we would do was play World of Warcraft with Lord of the Rings on in the background and that's like it yeah. was just such a part of my life for like four years straight where TNT was always showing the trilogy and like that's that's just kind of it's such a big part of my youth. Did did that's nobody the,
0: have to read it for school like The Hobbit? Yeah, Fellowship. I don't no, not I the to read the Hobbit.
1: Never had to. Oh, yeah. no, fellowship. I, I weirdly, um
4: in a weird way, like I I don't really read ever, and for whatever reason. <laughs> I I saw a poster for Lord Stop of the Rings and I heard people talking about it and they were like, oh yeah, this is a classic book series. And I'm like, I've literally never heard of this before. And I think this was like back in, when when did the first one come out? 2001? Is that what when you said? Carl Pearl Harbor when?
3: came out, yes. <laughs>
4: Same year, right? I, remember, I think I was a junior or a senior. Yeah, I was a junior in college at that point. And I was walking through the UC Irvine book the library and I saw the book and, and it had the like it had, like, the the original cover on it, but then there was a poster for the movie. And I was like, oh, I should read this book before the movie comes out, which was the worst idea <laughs> because I finished it, at least. I shit you not. I finished the first book the night before I went and saw Lord of the Rings at uh, Newport, at Big Edwards in Newport, the, the big screen in Newport Beach. Big E. And I was so bored when I watched oh. it because it's such a faithful reproduction. I'm like, I just, just finished this story. <laughs> listen, this is how stupid a 21-year-old Nick Scarpino was. I was like, I did not learn my lesson. So I did the same thing for <laughs> yeah. uh, Two Towers and Return of the King. I was, I just kept finishing the book the night
1: before the wow. movie. I'm like, Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> I,
3: I imagine you cannot say that when it comes to the spectacle of Helm's Deep. Like, You can't say like, oh yeah, I'm bored watching this
4: visualized I I just think that the stories didn't I I so when future I read the-
1: spoilers
2: future spoilers yeah, so, so that's the thing at least we don't do future spoilers on the show yeah yeah nobody yeah, nobody we, we don't know we don't
1: what Nick happens does. in the future guys we don't know what <laughs> but I, I what I do want to say is that they mentioned in the making of that uh it's crazy that you didn't hear about this book Nick because they mentioned that uh, several years after the trilogy was written by Tolkien that it was the second most read book to the Bible. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh
1: that Yeah like, I mean like without
0: a, a doubt it was the most popular <laughs> sci-fi book or you know i would like I to see how book,
4: ever i would like to see how harry potter knocked that thing off the throne i'll just say it that way there's probably oh, yeah. a three-way tie right now between lord of the
2: rings the bible and deathly hollows <laughs> um, so no to, for, to for me watching like this one for the first time uh like r- pretty much for the first time like going into these movies it's just like i've seen them like i said once but it's like it, nothing nothing stuck with me yeah and especially with these extended ones being as dense as they are like i'm just gonna fucking say it the hobbits are probably going to end up being my least favorite part of these movies and for them to be so the focus of so much of this i was like i don't know man i really don't know if i'm going to be down with there's too many of them it's just like okay photo i can it's elijah wood i got that but it's like okay there's four but i'm like i feel like two would be okay with yeah there could be three let me me keep going let me keep going let me keep going so it's like watching all this i feel immediately i was like this is why i don't like these things but then they start developing those characters you see them interact together i'm like Okay, okay. I feel like it's a weird thing where the extended edition allows these characters to become things I like in spite of me being like, I don't want to like this. So then by the time we get to freaking uh, uh, Riverdale, Riverdale. Rivendell <laughs> <Close laughs> We get enough. to Rivendale. And it's like we get there and then they're like, okay, now we got the fucking arrow guy and the sword guy and the fucking this guy. I'm just like, mm. I fucking earned this guy. and this is awesome. And oh, then I'm yeah. like, then the little Hobbit motherfucker comes out and he's just like, like, I'm gonna fucking take the ring. I'm like, damn right you are, because you're my boy. It's just like, how did you win me over this much on these <laughs> We'll so yeah, talk,
3: talk about it, but when Sam steps up there and he says, You ain't going nowhere without me.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Oh. Dude, I will I Dude. will say
4: to that point, Tim, I was actually I was dreading watching the extended versions of these because it takes me so long to do the plots. And obviously, because I want to like for, specifically for this, I was like, I want to make sure I get everyone's names right. And just don't call him Sean Bean the entire time. Um, <laughs> but you're right. There's something about knowing that, hey, listen, we're going to hunker down for four hours. And, and you just you just sort of like melt into the material and you you have to have patience with it but once you do that extended version does kind of fill in some gaps and it lulls you into the story a little bit more uh than i think the theatrical cut did of course i haven't finished this movie yet nor have i finished the other 19 hours of the next two movies but uh but we'll see i, I think i'm gonna feel the same sorry james but, just walked by and it totally distracted me I kind of, I, his I, I think right now
2: That's <laughs> the cool thing for me watching this though is like that moment happens and like they're all joined him together and it's like hype as fuck they like, and for me, the part one ended. That could have been the end of this movie, and it would have felt like a complete movie. Mm-hmm. Like, we had an action scene, like, climax, we had all this stuff. And I'm just like, and How honestly, the fuck is there half this movie left? Like, that's insane they, to me. If they made that movie now, they would have made it six parts. This <laughs> yeah. would
4: have been six movies. And yeah. I, it would have been like, because they could have probably added 15 more minutes to this movie, like more action stuff with Arwen and like the, the ring rates. And they could have made it two hours. And I'd have been like, dope, I'm in for the next one. But no, man, we got a lot more of this movie. Is there a giant spider that it comes in this one? Maybe.
1: Hey, come on, hey Dude,
4: Nick, it's
2: so simple to not. Nick, spoil you're so things. bad Dude. at not doing the spoiler.
0: <laughs> uh, really God, quick, I uh, I looked up the most popular books of all time, and it, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is number seven. Harry Potter number five. So you know what? What, I mean?
2: what are the other ones? So like uh, Quran, the Bible. Yeah, the, the, Bible. the, the, the Holy
0: the- Quran is number one. The Bible is number two. Then quotations from Chairman Mao, naturally. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. And number four Probably. is Don Quixote, which seems wow. like a mistake. Where's the Count of Monte Cristo on that? A <laughs> dreamy, we'll impossible
1: dream.
3: Where's Monster House? <laughs> Goops, who's no. number one? No, the count, the count of Monte Cristo is
0: not on here. But number nine <laughs> is tied with
2: four books. One of them being The Hobbit. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to the plot. Ooh, ladies and
4: gentlemen, Ooh. Lord of the Rings. The extra long version the Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring. Keep it <laughs> secret. Keep, Keep it oh, The world is changing. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the earth. I smell it in the air. And I taste it in the Takis, Andy. Most uh-huh. that once was, was lost. For now, uh, for none who now who live, remember it. And I'll tell you right now, if you're starting your movie off with a voiceover from one Kate Blanchett, Give them the Academy Award right now. <laughs> Give them the Academy Award or Eleven, whatever it is. We get and, the title screen, Lord of the Rings, and, it, and the music is it, hot fire here.
3: If I may just tell you, Kate Blanchett wasn't the original choice to record that VO.
4: Who do they want, Gandalf? Like they, like, I think Ian
3: McKellen did it at one point. Somebody else did it, and then they were like, "Yeah, Kate Blanchett." Well, it's interesting because no I don't,
4: I don't know. I can't, I haven't finished the movie yet, so I can't remember if her character pops up in this. But man, Kate Blanchett is just first off, the woman never ages and i'm okay with that whatever what's up with that i was telling
1: it. i was telling nick like you know she looks the same here that she does in thor ragnarok and they were filmed 16 years apart like that's she's a perfect thing great for uh, her she just, she just of got the...
3: cast as um lilith in borderlands in
1: borderlands a movie yeah, yeah.
3: And, and people are they're saying ageism and i'm like you're sexist bag, she looks amazing yeah <laughs> yeah, like,
2: yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> you um she's speaking of the look, academy awards them. here nick uh the film received numerous accolades at the 74th academy awards it was not Nominated for 13 awards, including (laughs) Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor uh, for Ian McKellen, Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Best Film Editing, Best Original Song for May It Be, and Best Sound. And it won four. Best Cinematography, Best Makeup, Best Original Score, and Best Visual Effects. I'm just,
4: I I pointed out here that we get the title sequence of Lord of the Rings, right? The Fellowship of the Ring. And we see the ring, and there's fire in the background. And it's it's that classic Lord of the Rings theme. And it's so good. And it Powerful. just immediately tells you you are in for a deep, dark adventure. Right shit's now. going down. Shit yeah. is going down. And then of course you get the rest of the video. It began with the forging of the great rings, three to the elf King, seven to the dwarves, nine to, uh, to the, the men, uh, who above all desire power and cool cars? Uh, each ring mm-hmm. gave people the strength and the will to govern each race, of course. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Joke's on you if you're especially if you're a human king because the Dark Lord Sauron over on Mountain Doom has made it master ring one ring to rule them all. Same. But we fought back, of course. Yeah, how, how messed up, how pissed would you be, Andy, if I was like, Andy, I got this cool ring for you, and then you put it on, and now I can control your right hand and whatever oh. it wants to do. And you're uh, midway so you're almost getting wait, that killing time. Is that what the, the ring does? Up. <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> is the guys. ring like, oh, he can. No, he, uh, he. Like, it allows you to manipulate their minds.
4: It's yes, not it, idle it hands. Makes them, it makes them slaves to you, yeah. of course.
0: But man. one uh, thing that I've always had point. a question about the ring now doesn't have any power. Like, it, other than it convincing power you power to power. make you, uh, like, Sauron's slave,
4: right? No, it. so. So they. It, well, I'm, the I'm sorry. It makes you see through. A lot of this is nuanced, but yeah, the ring itself, from my understanding, and the least, of course, and Andy, correct me if I'm wrong. But the ring is sort of it. It gives people power, but ultimately, its whole its sole purpose is to make its way back to Sauron. But, so yeah, it has but, kind of a mind of its own. But my question, and when he gets to Sauron, he can control everything. But
0: my question is, what power does it give you? Because it doesn't seem like it gives anyone actually power, no, other than visibility.
4: Because because when they, they explain that when it was destroyed basically it's it is sauron yeah. it is it was, it was imbued with sauron so basically it gives you whatever power it needs to give you basically the the, the invisibility to have the hold on you to then manipulate its way back to getting into so it,
0: it doesn't really other than making a visible... you don't have power
4: to control any of the other rings mm-hmm. no because if you did he put it on be able to control the ring so, yeah, that'd yeah. Be dope
0: so it's just it's right. so interesting that everyone and i understand that it's the weakness of men but like the all the the guys are like oh no, 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 I'm going to use it for stuff. And it's like,
2: well, but because it not- has
4: ultimately above all, it has the power to corrupt men's minds. seducing. Yeah, sure, that's sure. What, that's sure. what it does. I mean, to be fair, like that, I mean that's that's the whole point of the story, right? And and to Tim's point, like where he's like, don't what, what are with these stupid hobbits? The hobbits are the only ones that can bear the bane because they it's don't have so that weak. desire for power. Yeah. They yeah, they're weak. They don't they're they're, they're these so pure. cute little creatures who just want to stay on their own, which yeah. is why this adventure is so fun, because you take that character and you throw him into a place that he does not belong. He's they're not warriors. Mm. And that's why it's so funny. Ian McKellen, there's a part coming up where he just nails it. Where Frodo offers in the ring, mm. and you see it in his eyes that, that like immediate thirst for power, like it's a drug. And he's like, Get that thing the yeah. fuck away from me. I cannot well, yeah. touch it. And Isildur is a, terrible things.
3: Isildur is like the original template for the ring corrupting the minds of men and the ring right. betraying.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, and, you know, it's pursuit to return to Sauron, like, you know, his death. And of course, right. Elrond telling him to destroy it and him Ugh, not you know, turning no. around right there. Why didn't Elrond beat his ass right there and take
0: it?
1: He I could will have. Never, I will never forget my 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 good friend uh, CP when we were in high school. Like at that moment, he's like. If if he just fucking threw the ring in the fire, we, we don't have we wouldn't have to read this shit. <laughs> it's like this wasn't <laughs> history. This isn't like world history. <laughs> uh, back to the plot, of course we get that uh,
4: we get the great scene where we fought back, of course, and killed all the orcs until Sauron, uh all the men, all the armies of the elves and the men and, and the dwarves, we all banded together to fight back and we started killing the shit out of the thing until Super Sauron came and just started knocking humans around like their children. At, at which point I would a hundred percent, a hundred percent bow down to this guy as my
1: king i'd be like you cannot him. lord sauron all hail lord you deserve Debar. it yeah all right you got this big god man. i could I'm imagine
0: that so clearly in my mind of nick just being like
4: uh nope I, yeah i, I what do you need me to do in, what do you need me to? He's twice as tall as everyone else and he's got a club it's not a sword it's like a club yeah and he's it's just and around <laughs> and it's like yeah he's like a dad and everyone else is like his kids um and of course Everyone uh, is is terrified by this guy, except for uh, Isildur's dad, who was the king at the time. And uh, he goes to try to kill him. He dies. Uh, so, but then his son takes the 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 shards of his broken sword and takes one final hack at Sauron, of course, and cutting off his fingers and the ring with it. Uh, the ring falls to the ground and destroys Sauron, taking his power. Uh, and then we get it: the ring passes to Isildur, who had his one chance to destroy the, the thing forever. But let's be honest. You wouldn't either. Think about how many subscribers, Tim, we could get to our channel if we had that fucking ring.
2: Yeah, uh, it's it. so
3: cool the way it shrinks when he grabs it.
2: So oh, it I love fits in Perfectly,
0: yeah, it's like
3: oh, shows the manipulative power of this ring because it's going to do it's what it needs to, for to, you. to do. So the wearer, yeah. but of I course. love that
2: because I was immediately thinking, I was like, how the? F- it's too big. There's no, way. and then seeing them do that, I was like, all right, cool. Like you're yeah. already answering my dumbass moral <laughs> questions. Yeah. Can but I of course, just say
3: yes? Th- this battle that kicks off the beginning of this movie, that's like, that could be the epic final battle, uh, you know, of any movie. But they're so, like, no, nah, this is just backstory. Yeah, we're gonna, we're yeah it's, gonna so coordinate,
4: it's so fun know? to start that way and be like, oh my god, this is what they had to do to try to beat this guy, and even that didn't beat him forever. That's terrifying.
1: Well, I also I want to just, like, shout out the, the, the idea that, yes, they're giving you all this lore and this, like, sort of prologue like introduction or whatever, but like, for someone like me, who, like, my brain's at in a million different places at any given moment. Like, for them to boil down all of this dialogue and story so, like, simply succinctly. and succinctly and just say, like, yeah. here's what's happening and it's really easy to understand. Like, I, I – it, it's I just – every it's so efficient. You know what dude, I mean?
2: Dude, we just spent the last – what was it, 18 weeks watching Transformers movies? And every single movie started with Optimus Prime doing VO, some CG backstory of what's happening to set up the story. And none of those made sense. No. This is so fair, much better. To, to be fair, this... the,
0: the source material is a lot stronger here than it was for yeah. the cartoon of the Transformers.
4: <laughs> again, we already established they did not maybe, have. Maybe,
3: maybe more app comparison would be like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows when they have the. Um, stop motion or like they explain the deathly yeah. hallows i, I, I always that. point to that as a scene that i really like that yeah. does backstory really well that was yeah. such
4: a great that was such a smart call to the way they did that um anyway back to this uh but guess what guys the ring it's no fool it betrayed isildur to his death uh we get a great scene where he's he's like i got the ring i'm gonna beat everyone up and then he just ends up with arrows in his back floating down the river and some things that should not have been forgotten were lost for 2,500 years, the ring passed oh, a out of cold knowledge line. until it ensnarled, uh, ensnared excuse me, the creature Gollum, who took it deep into the tunnels of the Misty Mountains, uh, where it consumed him and turned him into an old, bald, Italian man. He looks exactly <laughs> like my dad. <laughs> For 500 years, it poisoned his mind uh, as, it whisper- uh, as whispers of a nameless fear were rising, so the ring abandoned Gollum. Uh, but then something weird happened that the ring didn't intend. It was picked up by a hobbit. Bilbo Baggins of the Shire, whose hair looks a lot like Tim's when he's going to get his haircut. Uh,
1: the time- I will say, I will. I do want to interrupt really quickly because it kind of confused me. Where with uh, future spoilers with like Gollum and stuff and his transformation or whatever, but it felt like when he discovered the ring, he was already Gollum here where no, yeah there was that like, moment where he like goes into it right like i guess like the voice and something when he first discovers the ring it felt like he had already been Gollum for 500 years here yeah. and then later on you see the smeagol to Gollum transformation and that that's always kind of confused me i feel like it was kind of an oversight like hey you guys get it you guys get
0: I, it. i've always felt like we, we get a moment later in this where uh where he they're taking the the frodo's taking the rim from bill or no frodo has the ring on and Bilbo's like, let me see it. And then we get that yeah. little glim- glimpse of his face yeah, transforming. And I just always felt like that's the same thing that was happening right there to Gollum. Yeah, where sure. it was yeah. like, just for a moment, it completely took over him. You know? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. true. Also, uh, river folk different from hobbits. That just feels like an unnecessary, like, you know, difficulty.
4: Well everyone hates the river folk let's be perfectly honest the Well right. they're gone in ag- Bend, back in 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 b- by the
0: by the time when when we river catch up with them the the river folk are no longer a thing now it's just hobbits
4: there it is. Uh, the time will soon come when hobbits will shape the fortune of all. And we flash forward to the 22nd of September, 1400. We look at a map of the Shire. We see Bag End. We see Hobbit We see Middle Earth. It's all a little bit confusing, but it's the third age of this world. And so we're starting to get a lot of that backstory and a lot of education on what's happening here. Then we catch up with old Bilbo Baggins' house in Bag uh, which is called... His house is Bag End, right? Mm-hmm. That's the name of his house in the Shire in Hobbit Is that the correct way to do it? Or is it Hobbit is the, of the, is the Shire? Is the Shire the county, and Hobbiton is the city, or the of San state Francisco.
1: or something? <laughs> I don't know how all
4: this works. Uh, anyway, there and back again. Where to begin? He's trying to write his book. Ah, yes. Let's tell the audience what a Hobbit is, so they don't know it's a town. So they don't think it's a town of small Italian farmers who eat a lot and have a really hairy feet like my uncle Lou. Uh, hobbits like food, booze, and weed, son. Oh, and peace. <laughs> I think Cool Greg would get along with these small people very, very very well. Uh, Bilbo got a knock on the door from Photo, but Photo is nowhere to be found. uh, To answer it, instead, a young boy is out out in the forest waiting to hug a very old wizard, Gandalf. Uh, When he spots Gandalf coming down the road in his cool little old man cart, he jumps into the old man's arms, and they fake laugh, and they fake laugh. And Tim, you know how much I love fake laughing
2: in movies. Yes. I, I can't deal with Elijah love Wood it. in this movie. <laughs> like, so I much. Him, I'm just like, what was your direction to just have fun? Like that's yeah. it. Just have fun, Elijah. I, he so have fun. I, yeah. will, I think here were the two here were the two
4: directions. Be be uh innocent and flirt a little bit with everyone with your just eyes. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just flirt <laughs> a little bit with everyone.
3: <laughs> well, he always seems like he's got a secret.
4: Yeah. You know, he's I telling everyone he's else to eat
3: their secrets, yeah. but then he looks like he's got a secret. Yeah,
4: he, I think we all know what his secret is. His <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, ring, right? right? Got
1: the
4: ring. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Gandalf came back for Bilbo's B Day. It's his 111th B Day. And man, this one's going to be a banger. Uh, Frodo tells Gandalf that Billboard. Uh, Bilbo has been a bit off recently. And we get a scene where Bilbo can't
1: find his ring. He panics until he finds it in his vest pocket. And I love all this stuff, too. Uh, we get I, wanted, little- I, I wanted somebody make to make a meme of like where I am Frodo and Greg Miller is Gandalf. And it's like how Greg would let me hang out with him before I joined, kind of funny. And then when all the kids come up to say hi, like, that's them yelling beyond with the fireworks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone could, like, sort of, like, you know, film that out and make that an after You've fantasized
2: about that this for years, haven't
1: like you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, course. yeah, I get, to ha- I get to hang out with him. Like, he's the cool guy, you know?
4: As they're riding into town, we give a little reference to the Avengers of the Hobbit because the old people shoot Gandalf right looks. Uh, the dragon? Think he uh, they hate him because he disturbed the peace back in the day, but the kids love him uh, because he brings firecrackers and candy and a cool van. Uh, when Gandalf arrives at <laughs> billboards, uh, at Bilbo's he notes that despite being 111 years old, Bilbo has not aged a day, and we all curious. know why. Damn, curious. very curious.
3: Gandalf oh, knows why. Man. Bilbo uh, knows why.
4: And then we get one of what I think is just one of the most fun effects in the entire movie is that Gandalf comes into the into the Hobbit's house and we finally get a sense of scale. And he's just bumping his head on literally
2: everything because the house is built for people. Go for it. Like no, no, you know, you know. You know. <laughs> well, the fun, the fun fact here is that was uh, an accident. He hit his head, didn't mean to, and he just acted it off. It's yeah, kind of like we'll oh, keep yeah, it. Django Unchained, you know, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. Keep there Keep is. that scene keep, keep, keep it. Keep it in. Yeah, there
4: you uh, go. Uh, let's see. Bilbo wants to see the mountains one more time when we find uh, and find some peace and quiet to finish his book, and then ascend to Elf Heaven, where everyone looks like Kate Blanchett. Signed me up that night. The party is on in full effect. We meet Samwise Gamgee, who is in love with Rose, uh, as well as Pippin and Merry, who uh, would go on to die and lost. Remember that? Uh, not Penny's boat. Great moment. Yeah. Uh, Bilbo and Frodo have a nice moment where Bilbo tells Frodo he's, uh, he'll be uh, all right. And Frodo's like, are you dying of cancer? What the fuck is happening with you? Like, what's up? Uh, and then Merry and Pippin blow up a tent with Gandalf's fireworks. So Gandalf makes them do dishes while Bilbo <laughs> gives a speech. Uh, he tells the audience uh, that he has stuff to do, man he's he's put this off for long enough he bids them all a fun farewell and then boom disappears before their eyes and i have to imagine that if kevin had the ring what
0: a fucking cool party all the, time. Bilbo. all the time i mean you have to uh, save it though you can't just use it whenever otherwise it's like oh he disappeared again because that's what he does every once in a while kevin, they also the,
4: the, the, I the, had this ring we would abuse this feature all the time oh, yeah, the, the ring would have corrupted you so quick I would be I think- in by Tim's desk every day before he arrived, just completely right. invisible. You would to oh be sitting God. in yeah, my chair. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I was have thinking. To sit on you, <laughs> and he'd and be like,
1: "Oops, <laughs> yeah, pull the ring out me me. Ooh. Did you not see me. Ooh. <laughs> they added uh, the uh, they added the the dragon fireworks scene. I believe uh, that's just like something that they. They wanted to have uh, to show. They wanted
0: that's in the original. No, like in in the
1: books. No, from the books though. Like the like they wanted to show Mary and Pippin's personality and show like how mischievous and silly they are, you know. And so they that's something that they added where they accidentally like the thing and.
3: They do a lot in this movie to establish like Pippin and Mary as these troublemakers that are constant, you know. The when they start the fire to cook. Uh, at the campsite when they yeah. when the the helm or whatever falls into into the mines like they do a lot to establish so that way i think it makes you know it doesn't make gandalf seem like a total asshole when later he separates them yeah and it's like okay you you know clearly you can't handle this uh the speech bilbo's speech one of the best moments i don't know half of you as half as well as i should like and i like less than half of you as half
4: as well as you that's, deserve
0: that's, <laughs> like, that's the never end it found it.
4: That's that's definitely the moment at the wedding where the best man is a little too drunk and starts telling stories, (laughs) and you're like, cut him off, cut him off, yeah. (laughs) Then (laughs) he
2: disappears. Yeah, then just
4: bounces out. Uh, Of course, he sneaks back home where he finds Gandalf waiting for him, and Gandalf chastises him for misusing the ring. Uh, Bilbo, as it turns out, is leaving everything uh, for Frodo, including the ring, which is in an envelope on the mantle. And then he goes, wait. It's not in the, on the, an envelope. It's in my pocket. And this is such a great scene. I, I forget the actor's name that, that plays uh, Bilbo, but he does this so well where he just is Ian like... Home. Ian Holm. Ian Holm. He's just like, oh, that's, that is Ian Holm from... Uh, Shout out to Ian Holm from uh, Alien, right? Yeah. Doesn't he want that? that it was Ash. Fuck, yep. so good. In that. Uh, Why shouldn't I keep it? It says, I don't feel like parting with it. It's mine. It came to me, my precious. And then shit gets gone oh, and God. <laughs> As Gandalf is... Gandalf starts using his dad voice, and even I'm like, oh my god, I'm grounded. Do not take me for some conjurer of cheap, <laughs> cheap tricks. Oh,
0: it's <laughs> wow.
4: Give me that ring, damn it. Uh of course Gandalf tells him to let it go and Billboard Bilbo. I keep saying Billboard. I'm but sorry. I do I do <laughs> I do
1: love like Gandalf first off saying, like, I've well, I've heard that before. What do you mean, precious? So what are you talking about? Like, I've heard tales of this before. It's just so damn like Ian McKellen is just a master. <laughs> He's yeah. so good, dude.
4: <laughs> um Why he says uh, uh, Gandalf tells him to let it go Bilbo agrees and then tries to leave uh, with the ring still in his pocket again another another nod to that mustering all the strength he can he drops it on the ground and this shit
2: doesn't even bounce. Which is terrifying. It the just sounds like a was beat. insane. Like, I had the surround sound shit and the, the, the sub. It was just such a low frequency. That, like, I almost shit myself from the, the <laughs> ring hitting the floor.
4: So good. Uh, of course, as he leaves, unlightened uh, from the burden, he finally figures out a good end to his book uh quote and he lived happily ever after till the end of his days uh gandalf stares for and then he leaves and then we get a great scene where Ian mckellen again knocking it out of the park stares at the ring for a moment and then he starts getting transfixed by his power as he bends down almost inadvertently like not controlling himself to pick it up uh as and then as his finger makes like comes really close to making contact we see for the first time what is it at least the eye of sauron that's right it just flashes for a moment, and it gives him that warning of "do not pick this thing up, yeah, or you will yeah. be a slant to Sauron eventually." Uh, later, of yeah, course. this
1: whole this whole sequence leading up here of like of of Gandalf eventually doing all this research because he this is like the one thing that he's just absolutely in just just so much fear attached to this, like where he it's he's doing all this research and making sure like wait, there's no yeah. possible way what that this, this be? there's no this way this is the fucking be. ring. Like I hope to God this is not the ring. And then I love where he, eventually, like he reads all the script, all all these notes or whatever, and then he tells Frodo to touch it. Uh, you know, it's it's cold to the touch or whatever. Um, but I just think he does such an incredible job of looking at the ring and giving it to Frodo and saying, "Do you see anything on it?" And Frodo goes, "No, no."
0: no. And you see oh, the relief, the re- relief on his head and yeah. his face. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's
3: yes. like, oh, yeah,
4: yes." And then, Before and then, of course, hang on. Before, of course, all that happens, though, uh, we get a great shot where Gandalf is, is is in the foreground and he's staring off into, so sort of, like, trying to figure out what's going on and who should walk into the door is Frodo, and without even thinking, he looks down and he sees the ring and he just scoops it up, um, and that's uh, Gandalf tells Frodo that Bilbo Bilbo has left him everything, including the ring, uh, and but he's like, I got to leave, I got to check on some urgent stuff real quick, and as he turns around with a lot of urgency, he looks at the Hobbit and says, "Keep it secret, keep it safe," uh, and f- to which I would reply. No, 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 no! I don't no. know what this Got thing me, bro. is, but I am not your guy right here. So Again, yeah. remember, if I see a nineteen-foot Sauron coming at me with a club, I am bowing down. I might turn to Tim and just kill him.
3: one of the beautiful things in this trilogy is that everyone has this uh, respect and unquestioning faith in Gandalf. The, yeah. Everyone in the you know the trilogy, the, the, all these the, the hobbits and you know Aragorn, they all have so much respect for him that if Gandalf says something, I I think he's just such a great character.
4: Well, again, he's got all the cool candy in the van. Uh, So he hangs out. We see you get a quick scene with uh, some screaming and stuff by Gollum. uh, And we see Sauron. I think it's Sauron's fortress of Barad-dûr as we hear Gollum screaming in the background. Gandalf then heads over to Minas Tirith uh, to get some answers. And I believe this scene was not neat with Gollum. Uh, he looks through some old papers and comes across the account of Isildur, who took the ring to keep uh, and pass it along his bloodline uh, to keep and pass along the bloodline, but he, end- he didn't end up doing that. Uh, the-, the writing on the ring has faded, but will come back if you light it on fire, you throw it in the fire, and that's how you'll know it is the ring. And he's like, shit, we gotta do this. Uh, then we get the first shot on the outskirts of Hobbit Town of a dark writer coming forward Real and he's lost crazy. and he asks Real directions he's like where he's like baggins where's the shire and the guy's like oh it's that way and then he goes cool thanks man shire. and then he just leaves baggins. which i feel like is nice of him very to lucky
0: do. very you know, lucky
4: because the next guy that they encounter
0: not as lucky <laughs> th- <laughs>
4: ceremoniously beheaded yeah. uh let's see in, in the in the books this this
0: time between like uh uh frodo getting the ring and uh, the, them figuring everything out. 17 years, right?
4: Frodo getting the ring? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. I think it gets it. it right? You mean like the research? The time it uh, took yeah, the to get like, the sorry, research everything? Yeah. Oh, was it? Think, yeah, so. which is
0: such a weird thing. Because like, it doesn't feel like that in there. But like, I guess yeah, Hobbits probably... age slower too. Yeah, so Frodo's can't supposed really to be like tell.
3: 50 in Lord yeah. of the Rings.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. then, like, he. it's equivalent to him being his like, early 20s. He Can looks he 16.
2: Back? Yeah, when, um, we were, we're when we shot. were little, when we were little, Cool Greg used to. He went through a phase where uh, he would call me Dildo Baggins. <laughs> of course, <laughs> and, like, he really committed to it for a long time. Really, really oh, wish you hadn't that, that's although. so
0: good.
4: Oh, that's great. God bless Cool Greg. Uh, we get a uh, cool shot of them in the bar. Rumors are spreading throughout uh, that there's there's some shit going down as Frodo and the gang drink. Uh, later that night, of course, Gandalf returns in a fevered state and throws the ring into the fire. He places it back in Frodo's hand. Uh, and then much to his dismay, we get that shot where he's relieved at first as he's like, there's nothing there. And then you know, he sees the rioting. And he's Again, like, just
1: just Ian McKellen. And it was like uh, like some of the best acting performances. And it's so subtle. And it's just like his look of... Oh thank god like everything i feared is like not true and then frodo goes wait and then he just oh, no. like He's his like, face of fear like oh god it's just so scary <laughs> it's it's got i've got to imagine that it's like you know when i was waiting for jury duty right and like and they're saying like i was like in fear this whole time i have to do jury duty it's going to be such a nightmare and then and then COVID happened and kind of interrupted that, that whole process which is, <laughs> i guess is probably worse yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's um, not like word, it at but, all.
4: That's a terrible, <laughs> terrible uh, comparison. Of course, yeah. the, the language on the ring is that of Mordor. Uh, it's In the common language, he says the translation is one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all and in the darkness bind them. Uh He tells so Frodo the cool. story of the ring <laughs> evil of stirring a Mordor. The ring has awoken. It's heard its master's call. Uh, the spirit of Sauron is imbued in the ring so long as it lives. he So shall he and motherfucker he is back. Uh, but no one knows the ring is here, right? Do they Gandalf? Do they? Andy, give, me, give me a little. Do they Gandalf? Do, Do they, they Gandalf?
0: That was really good.
4: Yeah, that Thank was you. great. And then Gandalf's like, Ooh, I think they I know don't... he's here because it turns out the enemy found Gollum and tortured his ass. And amidst the screams, two wards escaped. Shire, Andy, give it to me.
0: Shire, <laughs>
4: and then Frodo freaks out as two—we'll uh, call them Dark Riders for now—but they are in fact the Ringwraiths—lop off a-, a Hobbit's head outside. And I'm like, wow, man, that first dude really got off just clean. He was yeah, like, dude, I yeah, don't
3: know. yeah, yeah,
4: dude. The snitch went free. Frodo wants uh-huh. Gandalf to take the ring, but Gandalf cannot do it. Don't tempt me, Frodo. I would use that ring for from a desire to do no good, but through me, me uh, it's, it, I would wield a power too great and terrible to imagine. And he's like, well, this shit can't stay in the Shire, man. People will start losing their heads. Uh, uh, I'm sorry guys I apologize No, nah, that's
1: great Nick that's uh, good. Frodo
4: packs and he's like Frodo you gotta get out of here so he packs and heads for the village of Bree where Gandalf will be waiting for him uh, at the inn of the Brancing Pony uh, meanwhile Gandalf uh, will seek the guidance of the head of his order uh, he tells him to stay off the main roads and don't tell people your name and also don't bring any of your idiot friends and if you do bring them at least tell them what's going on so they don't just shoot in their stupid mouth off at the, at the, at the bar so when they Frodo drinking. goes by himself so Frodo decides to go by himself first, but no. No, he doesn't. We got a goddamn peeping Tom, and everyone's outside, cool damaging it. Outside windows. We don't know what Sam does outside windows, guys. We're not
1: going to. Yeah. He's, he's for here, sure being not, a peeping
0: Tom. Like, I'll tell you he what he's can. not doing.
2: Sam's
1: he ain't dropping no Exactly, Elise. He ain't dropping no eaves, guys. Come on. You don't think so? <laughs> I mean, just oh, that's. I trimming I like, the hedges.
4: Because I feel like for sure he's dropping his pants while he's eating. <laughs> yep. There you go. He's just hitting it. <laughs> He's hitting his little hobbit. You know what I mean? Oh Just God, whacking dude. that big hairy little head. Uh, Gandalf tells Frodo, uh, "Let's see." Uh, yeah, 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 Gandalf tells Frodo, "Never put the ring on. The agents of the Dark Lord will be drawn to its power." So they start. Man, he so he's like, "Sam, you gotta go with him now." And Sam's like, "Cool, I'll I'll definitely do it because I like Rose." And everyone's like, "Do you do you like Rose?" Uh, <laughs> so they start walking, guys, and walking and walking. Oh God, here we go. And walking so until big shot. Mm -hmm. Until they get to that line uh, that Sam has never crossed. I love this little moment where he goes, this is it. This is the, this is the farthest I've ever been away from home. If I take one more step, I will, I will go farther than I've ever been. And uh, to which Frodo goes, Hey, there's a dark lord after us. So yeah. get your hairy footed ass over here and let's get to the, yeah. end of the pouncing pony so that we can meet fucking Eastern promises and all I, of his glorious beauty.
1: I do just want to highlight that, highlight the line of like, I think this movie does such a great job of setting up the stakes and like how scary and terrifying this is, where he goes, Don't put it on, Frodo remember it wants to be found yeah <laughs> it's just like oh my god like but that's like, again, the
2: scariest fucking
1: thing ever
4: again another master of storytelling uh, a stroke of genius for the storytelling right is that you have this great ring this powerful ring that will allow you to hide from everything but guess what it also acts as a homing device from the people who are trying to kill you the ones you're trying to hide hide from such a cool little moral dilemma that you have when you, when you put this thing on in
3: terms of like building characters and and setting Setting this up as to why Sam is the real hero of Lord of the Rings here, and I'm saying that definitively now. But you're establishing these characters that are that are so uh, you know pure of heart, as Andy said. To, to Sam, the crossing a threshold is such a, a monumental moment that he's in his heart. He's so pure, and he's not thinking like, "Well, I knew, I want world domination. I w-, you know this ring could corrupt me." He's just thinking, "I just want to cross this line to say that I've done something." Yeah. Like beautiful,
4: it's, it's beautiful. It's so great. Uh, I don't know if he's pure heart or not, because remember, we did he just is. catch him outside. He wasn't masturbating. And- <laughs> okay. uh, there's a good chance he was...
0: Come on. It's pretty just, clear. 10% what else was
4: he doing? Hate- 10% chance that... Yeah, the DJ. reason he's not leaving... Uh, never mind. Forget about it. At least... Forget <laughs> it. That joke's not worth it. Uh, let's see. While cooking some protein, of course, they hear the song of wood elves who are headed toward the Grey Havens, the harbor beyond the White Towers. They're leaving Middle Earth never to return. Uh, this, I think, is a scene that was added. I don't remember this mm-hmm. being in the, in the original one, but it's a cool Correct. little scene that sets up what... The, it, it just kind of sets up what the Grey Haven is a little bit. It doesn't give you really much, but it tells you that there's the elf heaven we all hope to get in one day. Uh, the next morning, Gandalf rides toward... Uh, hard toward uh, Isengard seeking the counsel of Count Dooku who may or may not be Darth Tyrannus, but now goes by the name of Saruman. Uh, He tells Saruman, I'm going to say it like that because otherwise I'm going to start saying Sauron. Uh, that the ring has been discovered and then gets chastised for smoking too much hobbit weed. He's like, man, you've been hanging out with those fucking hobbits too much, and those little fuckers like their green. Uh, Saruman tells Gandalf that the lord of Mordor has re- regained much of his power, though he can't yet take physical form. He can still see all through the eye of Sauron. He's gathering all the evil to him, and soon he'll be able to amass an army big enough to take over Middle-earth, uh, and then Gandalf's like, dude, we gotta do something. When he asks how he knows this, Saruman brings him uh, to the Seeking Stone uh, but Gandalf freaks out. I love this moment. He's what like, what a great moment. Cool, cool moment. And he I goes, love... the, other, the other stones are unaccounted for, and they operate a lot like a Discord call that you yeah. have to make sure you leave, because if you don't leave, everyone's just seeing Everybody what you're doing be... on the other
1: side of your camera. Uh, but I, again, like, this is, what, three or four lines of dialogue that easily set up such a complicated concept of, yeah. like, uh, you're using a Palantir? Like, we can't use that. They're not all accounted for. We don't know yeah. who's watching and it's just so fucking like well done in such a small amount of time.
2: Like we immediately
1: there, understand this like crazy thing. And, and again,
2: for, for me, not knowing these characters at all and seeing them, like you get the, the visual understanding that they're both good guys because of how they're dressed. They oh, look yeah. similar. We already know Gandalf is like this, the fucking homie. So you see Gandalf's this guy like, the oh, he's a her. homie too. And the way that they he with the the twist happens of like oh no he's he's corrupted he's bad it's like it hits so much harder and you don't need to know their whole history because it's you feel it like just in right. little visual representation I love yeah, it. yeah again mm-hmm. again like
1: dro- drop in the, the little cloth and covering the the palantir and immediately Sauron pops up again yeah, so and you cool. see Ian McKellen's face like oh shit, oh, shit like yeah. oh no yeah great, so good. great visual
4: storytelling on that one uh of course Sauron so, excuse me. Saruman also tells him that the nine have left minus Morgul, referring, of course, to the the riders that we've been seeing all around, lopping people's heads off. They will find the ring and kill the one who carries it. But when Gandalf tries to leave, Saruman stops him. Uh, there are none who can contend with the will of Sauron. And at I this know. point, like again, drop down on my knees. You're right, hundred percent. Let's go. Let's kill Tim. Let's kill Andy. <laughs> let's kill <him. laughs>
3: you guys, you guys get that these riders are the fallen men that had the yeah. The, yeah, the yeah well, it hasn't been
4: revealed yet. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll I'm get. I'm sorry, to-
3: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. But that—that's to me is just that's such a a cool another moment. cool part of storytelling. Well, yeah. yeah. many, minions are. Like, are well, when, when, also when the way for
4: yeah. the first time, it's so cool too, because we see them as these ghostly figures of these king, these dead kings. It's so well done. Again, the visual storytelling to Andy's point earlier, where it's like we well, see that flash of sorrow, and now as an audience, it's such, a, it's so well done, because now you are trained to know that anytime, anytime you see that. Or it, it pops up. You know he's watching. You know he's got the influence over whatever that person or that thing is. It's so cool. Also, uh, shout
1: out, shout out to Christopher Lee and Ian McKellen for always saying "mortor." Like I just love that they
4: they Every roll time, they yeah. roll
1: both R's. I love
4: that. It's, it's <laughs> a lot. It good. I, like I don't know if I love it. <laughs> they will, of course, find the ring and kill the one who carries it. When Gandalf tries to leave, Sauron stops him. Uh, let's see. He wants him to join up with the evil. With evil, but Gandalf ain't about that jazz. Uh, they get it on, man. And Gandalf holds his own for a while until Count Dooku uh, gets the better of him. Uh, Sauron gets the better, and he just twirls him up into the tower. Could we just uh, for a evil. second? I mean, it's a stupid looking fight, right? I think it's cool.
2: No, they're fighting with cool. their breakdance fighting with uh with staff. <laughs> it's it's my, it's my thing is it's you no. Know, it, I I think it's stupid looking because we have a visual understanding of what wire work looks like. But I think in, in when we watch movies, but I think that it contextualizes this really well in the scene that is coming up when he throws him off the building and he like keeps him this way. It's like I that one shot to me convinced me that I'm like no they use their their powers and it is very rigid so it's like it when they spin around and it looks stupid it's like no that's just how it would actually look <laughs> so and you know fighting doesn't necessarily need to I look cool say-
3: I I'm guess. gonna have a wizard fight. Okay. I do think this is more interesting than you know, Dumbledore uh like oh, Harry whoa, Potter. Whoa, no.
0: whoa, all, right. All, right. all right, slow it down. Whoa,
4: whoa, we're uh, shooting I agree. a fucking fire
0: I- dragon while Dumbledore well, no, but, makes but a goddamn water
4: snake. To, to Elise's point, point, that one of the things that, that's cool. <laughs> well, so we're I'm I'm trained watching the Harry Potter series to have them cast the spells, but as you know, as everyone knows here, of course, because you're all well versed in Harry Potter lore, Absolutely. the more advanced you get as a wizard <laughs> or a witch. You don't have to say the spell anymore. So when yep. we do get to that Voldemort, uh, 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 Dumbledore fight, Fucking they're just cool. casting stuff, and it's so cool. But that's what we get here too. But Which we also say, remember the reacting.
1: way Harry Potter. We also remember the way Harry Potter stood when he was just like kind of mm-hmm. like. Give me an Andy. Give it to me. That was lame, this sucked. He sucked. All right, you know, what, uh, you know what, blue shorts? Just keep seated, okay? You know? <laughs> let's get back to the pot here. Uh, let's see. So this, is corn- gonna- this is gonna turn Nick's opinion, he's gonna start hating the Lord of the Rings. Now. You're, you're <laughs>
4: one more, you're one more Harry comment, Harry Potter comment away from me. Just making Nick, up my I, own synopsis. I, for I love the rest how of into
3: it you are. I love how into it you are. All right, all right, all
4: right. I'm starting to sweat a little bit. I'm getting the brow sweat right now. Uh, out in the cornfield, we get the first instance. Of Sam freaking out when he thinks he's lost Frodo uh, and this is a to me this was a, I, I glossed over this moment the first time I watched it but I think it's really really important because he has that moment where he can't find Frodo and he's like shit like this is my purpose I'm supposed to be here for him Gandalf told me and he says here he says don't you lose him uh, Samwise Gamgee, and he's like I take this very seriously um, because eventually we'll find some windows together if you know what I mean uh, of course as they're <laughs> that, running around they I run don't straight, know what
1: you mean and- uh, we don't even know. Just keep going. <laughs> <don't
4: either> <laughs> really good. Into Mary and Pippen, who have uh, who are being chased by a farmer because they stole all of his carrots and stuff, and maybe they flowered his daughter. We don't know. There might be that. Jesus uh they God. all Those are some big ass carrots, they,
0: carrots, you know what I mean? They're, well, they're normal sized carrots. No, I hollow. know, I know. But I like this time. <laughs> like, this is the first moment we see the scale of like aside from seeing someone in like, you know, him in the house. But like yeah. it, like this giant ball, it's like, oh, that's a, that's a cabbage, and it's like, Jesus, these guys are small.
4: It's, it's cool. I know. Yeah. I love that. I, love I, I wish
0: shoes. later we got a moment where, um, what's his face? The Strider is holding one of the daggers and hands it to them instead of the, him just placing it down. Because yeah, for the longest yeah. time, the daggers just look like knives. And it's like, oh, cool. They have knives. And l- way later, you'll see someone else grab it. And it's like, oh, shit. That's right. They're really small.
4: Yeah, and yeah, the, the hands of the Hobbit that look like swords. Right, and the, right, hand right. someone else, their little tiny dagger, which I think is cool. Uh, of course, they all run away and they tumble down a hill, and everything's fine until Frodo gets up and looks down this wooded glen, this road, and everything goes silent for a second, and we just hear distant breathing, and then a scream, and it's terrified uh he yells for the hobbits so to get good. he's like get off the road we got to get off the road and this is one of those things where i'm like this just reminds you of like when you're terrified and you think something's under your bed and you don't want to leave your bed because they're just nestled in the nook underneath this tree root and the writer that looks like the, i mean i'll but say i love the, the, uh, I love the hitchcock Potter shot
1: cool. i love the hitchcock yeah. shot of mm-hmm. the oh that's the so cool it fun. just feels so like you get the, like the, claustrophobic the
4: yeah in uh, zoom out yeah, yeah. Where it's just everything goes yeah. um this thing starts looking for them and it starts to smell them uh, until someone gets the bright idea to i think it's pippin throws a carrot uh into the distance to divert it uh and then they they run away uh, sorry guys
0: that's that shot real quick way is suggesting this oh no no we lost you nick
4: i can't there hear I you yeah, 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 yeah there he is i'm back i'm back sorry okay, about that guys go. yeah sorry
3: i caught something um what are you saying fun. kevin
0: Oh, I was gonna say that shot is that a Hitchcock shot or was that made famous in Jaws by what's his face? The oh, it's, a shot yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's Yeah, yeah,
4: Jaws. Goliant. So Spielberg, right?
1: Oh, I've always yeah. known that as the Hitchcock shot from like I think it was Birds, maybe I don't remember which one it was. It's it's a it's
4: a technique a lot of directors views, use. I don't know. It's so so cool. Such a weird. Decorative. Thing. Oh, from
1: vertigo, yeah. Vertigo.
3: It's, it's vertigo. Yes. Yeah. There's a zolly in that too.
4: Yeah. Um, as they as let's see, once when the sun sets, the riders find them and chase them toward a river. Uh this is a great scene. They steal a boat uh, to nearly escape. And we're like, Oh, do these things not like water? Can they not just swim after them? Uh at first I thought it was a lake, and I was like, just go around the lake, but then of course they make it a point to be like, where's the nearest crossing? Oh, it's like twenty miles away. Cool, good. It's a river can't do that but a
1: a great scary shot of like the the rider riding away joining up with everybody else like we're gonna go get these little fuckers let's go get them
4: dude (laughs) it it reminds me i was watching a a show called meat eater andy which you love the logo from right and there's a great moment where they're out in the (laughs) snow they're on the snow and they're they're hunting i think deer or elk or something like that and uh, one of the people who's brand new they come across a river and she goes can we just go around and the guy that's her guide goes if the water's flowing you can't go around like, and I was like, Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because it's a river. So you can't just keep you gotta go around until you find something that either goes over it or it'll eventually get to a lake. Love
1: that logo. Yeah. it's
4: pretty cool. Such a great logo. Anyway, pouring rain as they approach this <laughs> the, the city walls of Bree, uh, they go in. Once at the end, photo tells the innkeeper he was like, What's your name? He's like, Uh, I'm Ron Underhill, and these are my friends, the Underhills. And they uh, and he leaves word for Gandalf who hasn't arrived yet, and, and they're like, crap. The guy's like, I haven't seen Gandalf. Gandalf hasn't been here in six months. And he's like, shit, we are screwed. Uh, Everyone is, of course, super suspicious of Hobbits because Hobbits never leave uh, the Shire. Frodo asks. uh, He looks over and he sees this dope ass hooded figure over there just smoking and smoking. He's just sexy. So badass. Smoking a pipe sexy. And as he takes a drag off the pipe, it lights up his cool eyes. And you're like, who is that guy? Um, And of course, the uh, let's see. And right. it gets even cooler
1: because the sandwich oh is like, God. "Oh, that's Strider!" Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what? Oh, <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, he was like, "That's of
3: Arathorn.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no, no, Strider. Yeah, Strider.
4: The innkeeper tells him the man is a ranger known only as Strider. And if you're known only as something, like you got a cool pass, man. Fuck you're, yeah, dude. <laughs> Uh, as Frodo looks of course under the table he inadvertently fiddles with the ring uh, which and then once again uh, you know we see him constantly battling with this thing sort of taking control of him then he, he gets himself out of it as Mary uh, being the stupid idiot that he has lets it slip that he, uh, instead of Mr. Underhill he is not Underhill he is actually Frodo Baggins oh Baggins Frodo oh, Baggins
3: he's
0: right like, yes, on, it's him right there it's like fuck <laughs> off
4: what do you think we're doing here Mary god damn I, and again this is one of those parts where I'm like Lord Sauron can you do me a favor for I'm going to kneel to you can we go Mary <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to watch them die as they're screaming. Uh, he runs toward him to stop him, but accidentally slips. And as he does so, the ring flies itself up into the air and it lands squarely on Roto's pointer, uh, Frodo's pointer finger. And he disappears. Uh, and as he does so, he enters into, I think they call it the shadow world, where the eye of Sauron spots him. And all the minions are like, oh, we know where you are now, motherfucker. And we are coming straight for you uh and as he uh, he pops out and then strider grabs him and pulls him up and he tells the hobbits and his friends they need to get the hell out of there uh of course later that night he's proven right uh because as they sleep the riders uh, enter the room and stab the crap out of their cots what, a, a,
0: what a dramatically edited scene that i love
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know it's a little much but it is there i, I, uh, I love, love the, it the story of all this stuff but the ring falling right on his finger i was like come on like, <laughs> like, like what? The no I, it and, wanted and that. i, get, wanted I, to- I I get it. I get it. It's just like the way that it looks. I, it was one of those things where my, this doesn't hold up to me. And it, it took me out of it that I didn't like. Oh, really? It, I yeah. Like I just, it.
1: he wanted to catch it, but it wouldn't let him just catch it. It wanted to fucking get on his finger. It wanted like, to no, be. Oh, no. no, no, no. And I, it wanted a it wanted him inside of it yeah i get it, it i get it like
4: sam it was like let's, let's get, get this thing on, on like let's go find some windows oh dear <laughs> uh let's see thankfully the beds are stuffed with feathers and there as an diversionary tactic strider watches from across the way as the 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 dark figures scream in the building across from them and they kind of seem like well we're pretty cool i'd be like we are 15 feet away from these things this was a bad choice we should have ridden out of here the second that ring went on uh, but he tells the hobbits that, um, that the writers, and this is where we get a great, the great backstory, lease of the writers, the writers used to be the great Kings until in their greed, they accepted the nine rings from Sauron. Now they are the Nazgul, the <sighs> ringwraiths, neither living nor dead, uh, at all times they are drawn to the power of the ring. They will never stop
2: hunting you. And this I'm is like, one of those moments where they're just like, hey, what should we call them? Like, what's really badass? Oh, the Nazgul. It's like, oh, but what about the Ringwraiths? It's like, fuck it. Let's call them both. Both of <laughs> yeah. those are so goddamn yeah. cool. So Ringwraith cool. is the coolest name ever. I, uh, uh,
0: I, I did not remember till I rewatched it. that It's like an infection where you can become a Ringwraith, I guess, if you get stabbed by the Ringwraith sword.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It can, well, I guess it makes you like the not living, not dead. Yeah, a zombie. Of power, well, Wraith. Yeah, a Wraith. Uh, a let's What's
3: up, Elise? Like, Longest time I thought that the creatures that they ride in the in the later films, I thought those were the Nazgul.
1: Oh, oh. like the the dragon looking things with the yeah, dragon. so cool. I just I, I just Spoilers.
4: I just thought this is Nazgul, was is like the Mordor language for Ringwraith. I didn't yeah. know, I don't know if that's what they. I don't know if that's the translation or not, or if they just are so cool they have three or four different names. They're known as the Dark Riders, the Ringwraiths, and the cool dudes. That's what they call him, oh, too, with Mordor. Because of Mordor, they're it's cool. Two like cool dudes are yeah.
1: back. Definitely. Oh yeah, the yeah, definitely the ring rates, like they can get into like all these cool clubs. Oh my but, like, God, yeah, yes. they're like oh, in, oh like, you're with the ring rates? Yeah, come oh, on come in. Come on right. in. And
4: then they see them just in that, like, the one booth that has a little rope around it. Yeah. And like, that's the VIP section of this club. Like, why am I getting bottle service? Yeah. It's stupid. Anyway, Strider takes them uh into the wild and the Hobbits question where are where they are now and if they can trust him And the Strider. He's like, I'm leading you all to Rivendale to visit the house that Elrond built. Uh when they hit the snow, and uh, they're like, the oh
0: Hobbit, Rivendale, fuck yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm like, yeah,
4: yeah, dude. Um, uh, I love this part too. When they hit the snow line, the hobbits try to stop for second breakfast. And you know what, guys? It's at this point that I while I was reading this book. I was like, I think I got more in common with these hobbits than anything else <laughs> in this movie because I'm a damn fan of second and third you breakfast. Know, I used to go so to all the time. Yeah. Is this when uh, they start
3: cooking at the campsite.
4: No, so oh, they, no, so they walked more. And we get, again, we get a lot more topical. Like we, we get a sense of where they're walking, marshland, highlands. Uh, and then they finally uh, come down in the, or camp down in the highlands. I think Strider hunted a deer for him. We get a shot where he's bringing in some sort of. Uh, I think uh, that was added, to, right? Uh, might have been yeah. uh, as they sleep. It, it's course- never
1: been cool to me like watching this movie and being like, Rush has a song called Rivendell, that's like the coolest fucking thing in the world. Well, <laughs> what's amazing is like if you go back
4: and listen to Led Zeppelin, like a bunch of their songs are about the Misty Mountains and like Ring Wraith. I always Lord of the Rings. You guys are all nerds. I love it. Uh, yeah. As they sleep, Strider sings a lovely song about Liv Tyler, and it goes a little like this <laughs> I could stay awake. Just to hear you. Wait, the,
0: the the song is not about Liv Tyler.
4: uh It
0: is definitely about Liv Tyler. No, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> it about
1: Strider's mom? No, it's like it's another tale about a about a man falling in love with an elf woman. Wait, yeah, but oh, no, this, bro, I just, it...
4: I just I just want everyone to remember that Liv Tyler was in Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> like <that's Yeah>. <laughs>
1: that, that was the
3: that was the Yeah.
1: yeah. It's just like an old uh, it's an old tale, sort of thing. He
4: talks about his the lady of Luthien, an elf maiden who gave her love to Baron, a mortal. She died destroying a plant uh, and then she died destroying a planet killing asteroid. Uh, over in Isengard, Sauron hits up Saruman to build him an army worthy of Mordor. He's like, dude, we're going to need some orcs. So Gandalf watches from his prison high atop the tower as goblins uproot trees below and start making a weapons and orc factory down below. And it took me out for a while because I was like, how, why are there little orcs and big orcs? And then I read the description. I was like, all right, they're goblins. Not to be confused with orcs who are much bigger and scarier. Uh, The hobbits rest at uh, at what was once the great watchtower of Amon Soul. Uh, when they set up camp, Strider gives them all swords, uh, well, daggers, but they look like swords to Kevin's point earlier. Uh, without thinking, of course, Mary, Pippin, and Sam start a campfire so they can cut, cook some more protein. And I'm like, these guys are hitting on every level for me. Eat protein all day. Just push through <laughs> when you get the squirts. Just push through. It, it doesn't fill you up
0: you all the it, way, you know? It's little. St-
4: Just get it. Just keep going. Uh, Let's see. Of course, the fire has already drawn the ring wraiths to them uh, and who they quickly ascend on these unfortunate hobbits and who stand back to back in the ruins of the Watchtower as the Nazgul approach. Uh, Outmatched, Frodo takes out his ring and places it on his finger. And as he does, uh, once invisible, he sees the race for what they really are, the ghostly corpses of the dead kings. Uh, Tim from kindoffunny.com.
2: Go ahead, Tim. Why wasn't there nine of them? isn't there supposed to be nine of them they
4: they split up to look for him in different places and so like at one point there's four and then at one point Liv Tyler talks about how she's like there's still five out there looking for us somewhere and they're going to catch up with us so at at a certain point you'll see him but also from a storytelling standpoint it's because the next part is so dope they were like we can't have him fight off nine people before he can definitely fuck up Uh, because as he tries to uh, let's see he tries to stop one from taking the ring but it stabs him in the shoulder then uh, as everything seems hopeless who comes in Andy who comes in to save the day Strider Strider Adagool. comes in, he rolls in and he starts <laughs> jacking fools with his sword and with a fire, uh, with a club full of fire. Uh, Frodo has been stabbed by a Morgul blade. He says he needs uh, what I thought wow. was what, at first when I watched this and read this was Elvis Medi- uh, medicine. And then I got really excited. I was like, cool, a little Elvis, <laughs> little Elvis in the story. No, it's Elvish. Elvish. Not as cool. Uh, Over at Isengard, (laughs) the goblins have made really good progress, actually, over the last like five minutes uh, on their weapons and orc factory. Uh, And then a little white butterfly passes by Gandalf, and he catches it and he whispers something into its cute little white butterfly ear. He Um,
0: whispers into a butterfly, and it sends mm -hmm. a message to the eagles. What the fuck is that? Can I I, cool?
3: say on on the Isengard war factory for a second. When you see you see first see Isengard in fellowship. And then you later learn you later see what if he comes. Yeah. That's
4: well, that's just incredible. the scene of them tearing, just ripping the ripping gooey the like skin off of the orc for the first time as it's Ooh, coming God. out of mud. Yeah. And, and you, it screams and like crushes a goblin. You're like, dude. You
3: know what I always think of when when he's you know you're they're making the Urukai is uh and they're like being birthed like that and they're, they're essentially like a machine they're processing these urukai. as i think of in power rangers rita repulsa's like monster
1: machine yeah, right, oh, you know, yeah. And, like,
3: spits out. wait so <laughs> are
0: they are they making them there
1: at, yeah at that they're, m- they're not
0: pulling them out from
1: no they're a mix of uh of uh orcs Orc, and yeah. goblins it, it's like a, it's like a, a scientific fucking like eugenics. disaster. Yeah, exactly. My so orcs
3: aren't goblins.
1: No, no. Orcs and goblins true. are different, but Urukhai are a combination oh, of both. They, like some,
3: yeah, the Urukhai are the big scary guys. That, no, right, right, like,
1: right. They're like the the. Oh. Okay.
4: I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. Uh, of course, uh, let's see, uh, Frodo is passing quickly into the shadow world. So Strider tells Sam that we got we to gotta get out there. We got to find some King's Foil to slow the poison. So he goes out into the forest looking. And of course, the only person that can actually sneak up on a ranger is none other than Liv. Liv Tyler. <laughs> Who literally glows as she approaches Frodo. And here's a, a fun trivia fact, Sam. I don't know if you have this or not. They did not add that glow. In. turns out Liv Tyler just glows. Just has it. She, she just glows. <laughs> Such a perfect human being <laughs> from yeah. Empire Records to Armageddon to this movie that they just they're like, she's got we can't do she's anything, guys. It. Optically blowing.
1: Hey, you know what else she's great in? The leftovers. You all should watch it. Really good show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um photo is fading. So
4: Arwen, of course, uh, wants to take him to her father for help. Arwen offers to take the Hobbit across the river. And we have a great little back and forth here where we're like, these two know each other pretty well. Cause he's like, I'll take her. And then she's like, I'm a much better rider than you are, dude. Come on. Let's let's like. Give credit where credit's due. Credit like I gotta. Right. Um, so wait,
0: yeah. hold, real quick, the, the chat is uh, correcting some stuff here. They're saying that the orcs and goblins are in fact the same, and the urukai are orcs and humans mixed together.
3: Oh, I yeah, I think they are correct about the orcs and humans. Interesting. The Numenor, to be specific.
0: The what? The Numenor.
3: Well, the Numenor is like a the race of men.
1: Yeah, that's cool. It's it's Uh, like, Tim, it's like when people call Earth in movies, uh, Terra. Terra? Yeah, exactly. It's like that sort of thing.
2: Andy, I was thinking about you when uh, Frodo's all like fucked up and they're like, shit, we got to get this like very specific plant and it's dark and it's like rainy and cold and they're all out there. I'm like, I imagine like in that scenario, it would be me and you in the fucking woods having to find this and both of us are like. We're not equipped for this. I this, don't know what I'm this, doing, what man. Are we, I, what <laughs> what not, are these weeds? There's a whole bunch of plants. Yeah. This sucks.
1: In the
3: storytelling of this, is Sam is a gardener. So, of course, right away, he's like, this weed, I know it.
2: Oh,
4: okay. Yeah. okay. Great. Uh, of course, the plan now Wait, is Also, Darwin.
0: he is a peeping Tom. Let's not forget
1: that. Mm-hmm. I just want to yeah, throw he, that he, in he,
4: there. Let's people's gardens, yeah. not because yeah. of a passion for plants. Let's put it that way.
1: Damn, that's so crazy. I could have sworn that Gandalf said that they were a mix of Goblin and Orc. I, I'm so confused by that. Oh That's on me. That's on me, I guys. Do,
3: I do, the human part does sound right.
1: Got it. Either way.
3: Maybe.
4: Uh, Arwen's plan is to get uh, Frodo uh, over to the kingdom of Elrond. Once there, the power of our father's kingdom will protect him. Uh, and then they have the back and forth, but she's like, listen, I'm, you know I'm right for this. She throws Frodo onto the back of her horse and she starts riding hard and fast across the land toward the river as all of the ringwraiths start to converge upon her and give chase. Uh, she reaches the river and stops to, and I fucking. Love this moment. Because at first I was like, Oh, these guys, they just don't like water, right? I was thinking, oh, they can't swim. But no, they're gonna come at her. But she's like, I gotta make a stand here or I am screwed because I'm still. To get and
2: don't
4: then as she approaches Arwen's screen, uh, let's see, uh sh- so she calls calls upon the river uh in Elvish to wash them away, which is so cool.
1: And they get There's nothing away. cooler than that, like again, imagine. 18 year old Andy, like just tons of masturbation, World of Warcraft, <laughs> and watching a river out of made of horses. Like, it's just the coolest concept ever. It's so badass. Why'd you uh, have to
0: add the masturbation <laughs> thing? I feel like that didn't add anything. Hey, to but I
1: like full transparency. Thank I'm you. All about full I transparency. respect that. I respect
0: yeah. that. I- mm. uh, let's well, see. you know, and
3: like Arwen says, like, come and claim him. Yeah. Like, she's like, come and claim. It's, it's a total King Leonidas. You know, you put down your weapons, come and get them. Arwen, like, not fucking around yeah
4: it's so awesome. awesome it's a great moment done beautifully by Liv tyler in this uh of course she gets frodo to the shore and he passes out as she screams for him not to give in to the dark i don't
1: i i will say i don't really love arwen crying about frodo like they barely met i don't really fully understand why she's well, she's crying so, as if she, like she cares
0: so much about everything you know it's one of these beautiful little hobbits
1: yeah, dying. sure. I just feel like I wouldn't even remember his name. I'd be like, oh, fuck, you're dying, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just got a French bulldog, cute little French
4: bulldog pup named Frodo, and he was about to die. And you were like, I can save him because I'm the fastest bee baller out there outside of the school. And you had him alone, he was dying. Wouldn't you just? I guess just- they were
1: running for like days. I guess they were yeah. traveling for days. Wait, yeah, so right. that's the thing. Six days? Yeah. Is that right? That
0: seems, yeah, yeah, that yeah. seems like they, they,
1: fast as fuck no food he, doesn't he matter hung on for a long time
4: drives the horse into the ground gets up gets on another one <laughs> <laughs> drives
1: like it's, ra- ra- like, oh, it's like it's a fast and furious like you have to exactly. leave the getaway car here and take another getaway car <laughs> <laughs> they cut that out of the, the uh let's see of
4: course he passes out and then when he comes to he wakes up in the house of elrond where he's greeted by gandalf who finally met him there gandalf tells him why he was delayed that asshole Saruman imprisoned him and was about to kill him until he joined the uh, unless he joined the ranks of the one true lord of the ring thankfully his friend the butterfly came back with a giant ass eagle to carry gant off away uh, mr smith comes in to welcome all of them to riverdale and i'm like where's our and jughead is what i was wondering <laughs> man i had to make that joke i apologize. Uh, <laughs> it a wig? what's that is it a wig i don't do is don't. it a
1: wig i don't know
4: Wiggin' Out with Scarpino. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wiggin' Out with Scarpino, the wig podcast where we decide whether or not people are wearing wigs in popular movie franchises. And I'm going to spoil it for you: everyone's wearing a wig in this movie from here on out. <laughs> that is all, even Including- Vigo. Yeah, Vigo definitely. They're a all and no nudity. When we get to that scene in the in the uh, where they're having the party in Hobbit Town, and I just look around, and they all just look like little puffs of hair in at the tables i'm like this is terrible like we don't need this don't i feel always. like
0: i feel like he's wearing extensions vigo yeah no i'm sorry uh hugo weaving here
1: oh no i think it's not nah, he's definitely got a wig yeah yeah because yeah. like his
0: his hairline looks the same like they didn't change his hairline
1: that's this is the start of here. new wig technology kev oh i see yeah.
4: Uh, let's see. He comes in and, and Frodo is reunited with a gang. And guess what? Bilbo is there too. And he's old as dirt. Uh, and he finally he finally finished his book. Um, uh- He wanted to see all the sites from the book again, but he's a little too old now. Uh, And all old people are useful for, really, as we all know, is just knitting sweaters and calling you on the phone at the least opportune time. Uh, Frodo tells him that he's not like Bilbo. He's like, I'm scared, man. Bilbo's like, I am old. I can't understand what the hell you're saying. Uh, And then Sam wants to leave. Their mission is complete. You know, Frodo's like, you know what? It is. It's time to go home, uh, and then we get a scene with El- Elrond and uh, Gandalf. It tells and Gandalf the enemy is moving against Rivendell. Saruman is uh, Rivendell. Rivendell. Excuse me, not Rivendell. <laughs> like, dude, you're getting a dell. Okay, I missed that point last time on on Josh Pretty. Saruman is uh, is, yeah. is bringing an army. Uh, he's making an army. Uh, he's coming for the ring and the evil cannot be concealed even by the power of the elves. It cannot stay here. And Gandalf's like, damn it. That was my first and only fix. I have no other plans outside, of course. Uh, Sean Bean, Orlando Bloom, and the dude from Raiders of the Lost Ark show up. Uh, Gandalf. I, just tells like, love it.
2: I know I already said this, but it's just like, I love that we just spent forever with these little hobbit fucks. And then like, uh, no, no, no. Now all the cool guys are here. Oh, yeah. And it's just, I love seeing them have their little like glory, like money shots, A little slow mo like, walk in. Be, yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you Ned Stark, fuck yeah. I wonder like how
0: many of them come with their dads too. Well,
4: because <laughs> yeah. it's like they're all sort of the leaders of the respective kingdoms, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're and all Boromir sending their representatives. Like, yeah. So Boromir is the representative from Gondor, right? Yes. No. Okay. Yes. And then the elves the dwarves are Gimli is the representative. And
0: of are, uh, Dude, yeah. how cool is it when they have that moment where like uh Boromir stands up and is talking shit and Gandalf is like, Hey, shut the fuck up. That guy right there is the rightful king of Gondor. Yeah, so, and you're just the steward's son. And he's yeah. like, yeah, well, we don't need a king, whatever. Like, Gondor
3: don't need no steward. It's like really <laughs> it does. Yeah. It <laughs> <clearly> <laughs> does.
4: Uh, of course, Gandalf and Elrond. Uh, he's he's like, we gotta. Gandalf's like, we gotta we gotta get the men together. And Elrond's like, the the men are what failed us first. Men are weak. And I was there three thousand years ago, or when when uh, Isildur took the ring. That day, the strength of men failed. He led. Uh, I, he's like, I led that motherfucker right to the mouth the mouth of Mountain Doom's fire. But he just refused to throw that ring in. There's no strength left in men. But Gandalf oh, disagrees. There's mount one. Doom.
2: There's like, that. fuck it. We're calling it Mountain Doom. <laughs> Hell yeah,
4: we're <laughs> calling him on Dim. Uh Tim, I don't know if we have an ad or not, but we're getting close no, to the we, ad okay. this week. Um let's see. Uh, there is one who can unite them. One. Who could reclaim the throne of Gondor? And he turned. He turned from the path a long time ago. He ch- he's chosen exile. And we're like, who could it be? Uh,
2: uh, uh, uh. Who could and it be? Exactly.
4: Then Boromir and Strider hang out in the courtyard late at night, and Boromir discovers the shards of Narsil, the sword that Isildur cut uh, and used to cut the, the ring off of uh, Sauron. Boromir dismisses it as a broken relic and and, and just passes. Uh, oh, excuse me a broken relic of the past and then leaves it just as arwen comes in and asks strider why strider fears the past he is the heir of a and the rightful ruler of gondor yet he has chosen to be a bum uh she basically, says
1: basically they're like uh hey man you should be the king and he's a like, i don't want it i don't i want don't it. want it john snow give it Jon. to my my little brother who has been in this all
4: of five minutes um <laughs> She says, you are Isildur's heir, not Isildur himself. You are not bound by his fate. Of course, Aragorn is worried that he'll have the same weakness as his predecessor. But Arwen has faith in him uh, that when he faces the same evil, he will have the strength to defeat it. And I'm like, dude, just give it to Liv Tyler. She'll figure it all that. Uh, yeah, the shadow sure. does not hold sway yet. Not over you. Not over me. Uh, then as can you hear the love tonight plays, they head out into the creek below and they reminisce about when they first met back in the day, Arwen wanted to bind herself to him and shed her elvish immortality. Uh, and she's it's still hot. she's like, man, nothing's changed. I still want to do that. I choose a mortal life in you over that, uh, over immortality. And then, in doing so, of course, she takes her necklace off and gives it to him and she binds herself to him. And I'm like, dude, just uh, make out. Just make out. Uh, Let's see it at least. Let's see that. Let's see it at least.
1: see the necklace. <laughs> well,
3: I mean, obviously, this is just the, the imagery. That's perfect. Uh, No, 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 no! At least no.
4: No, at least stay away from
1: it. Come back from the darkness. (laughs) We have five more episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
4: The next morning, we get the great scene where Elrond holds court with the leaders of all the kingdoms, including men, dwarves, and elves. He wants them to unite or die. Uh, Frodo shows them the ring, and Boromir is all like, "Dude, uh, excuse me." Uh, and Boromir is all about that shit until Gandalf uses the the I guess they call it the the speech of Mordor to put him back in his place. Uh, Boromir, and that's thinks- all
1: added in the extended. Yeah, is this it- didn't happen in the theatrical.
4: Oh,
0: that's way. a good scene. I that's
4: like great. it. <laughs> Boromir is like, this is a gift. We should use this gift, Uh, even though that guy just referred to this as Isildur's Bane. Uh, (laughs) But I I still think we're good with this. Of course, Strider tells them that they can't use the ring because he uh, it only answers to one person, Sauron. But of course, Boromir fires back, "What does a ranger know?" And then Orlando Bloom, Uh, who was uh, like a huge star at this point, and has loved this, and like is just barely there for this movie until this point, stands up and says, uh, "And and let's just everyone know." This is no mere ranger. To which I'm like, hey man, maybe we shouldn't be calling them mere rangers, you know? Because like rangers, it seems pretty hard to be a ranger. Like you gotta be pretty skilled to do that. So like that's cool to begin with. But he says, this is no mere ranger. Ranger. He is Aragorn, son of Arathorn. You owe him your allegiance.
3: And I love that because like, sorry.
4: Oh no! no sorry. No, you're good. Go for it. I mean, I was just gonna say, pay respect, motherfucker. That's not really. Yeah,
3: it's just because they're 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 like really really good friends. So I love that finally Legolas is like, fuck this shit. You mess with my boy. Yeah. Like I'm gonna. T- my
4: boy, t- you messed with. Me. Yeah, We're the I fellowship. Uh, of course, he is heir to Isildur's throne and heir to the throne of Gondor. Uh, Aragorn tells Legolas, he's like. I appreciate it, man. He says in Elvis, he's like, just give it, give it a second. Sit down for a sec. Like, let's not let everyone know how cool I am. He gets it. <laughs> he fucking gets it. Uh, Elrond seconds uh, what uh, Aragorn said. No one can use this ring. It must be destroyed. And then Gimli, uh, and, and I know this from personal experience, like most short people, just tries up and try, and he tries to just, he tries to show off. He's like, I got this shit. I'll lift this ring. It's pretty easy. And then he takes his axe out and tries to shatter the thing. But of course, the ring cannot be destroyed that way. It shatters the blade Gimli, of his
0: Gimli, a man of action. I love it.
1: Definitely, <laughs> uh, Gimli's definitely Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. uh
4: The ring was, of course, forged in the fire of Mount Doom, and that's the only place where it can be destroyed. And Legolas volunteers to take it there, but the dwarves, everyone's like, "Whoa, you're not going to take it? I'll take it. Yeah. I'll, this is my thing." And then Boromir's like, "I, I, I, I should be king of the Game of Thrones." And everyone's like, "Sit down, cousin." uh Never Anyway, uh, what's that?
3: Oh, well, they start arguing, and then Gimli's like, the "Never trust it out."
4: You yeah, know, we that.
3: see his prejudice emerge here.
4: And then, of course, Frodo uh, stares le- deeply into the ring and realizes what has to be done. He stands up and shouts above all the other voices, I will take it. I will take the ring to Mordor. I, um, I,
1: love, I love Gandalf's reaction. Like uh, Ian McKellen's reaction of like, oh, I didn't want you yeah. to have to do this. He yeah.
3: knew, but he knew that's how it had to be. Yeah. Then.
1: of course
4: then he says though he follows that up with though i do not know the way and everyone is taken aback by his bravery and this scene is about to get fucking hype in three i will help you bear this burden frodo baggins as long as it is yours to bear two if by my life or death i can protect you i will you have my sword one and my bow Zero. And my axe, motherfucking axe. Dude.
2: Holy oh, shit, tears oh. in my
4: eyes. Oh man. <laughs> and one by one, everyone rallies behind Frodo, including Boromir, Mary, Pippin, and Sam. Uh, with this, Elrond decrees nine companions. Well, hang on,
3: hang on a second, hang on a second. We're blowing past this a little too fast. Nick, because Sam's masturbating in the bushes again, and he's the motherfucking <laughs> hero. He doesn't. Yeah. They already got the trilogy together. Sam doesn't need to step up. He doesn't need to come out of the bushes, put his dick in his pants. Okay, he doesn't <laughs> need to come out and say, "Mr. Frodo, I'm coming with you." No, but he's a G, and he's gonna be there to the end because he's a real hero. So he says, "I'm coming too." I feel like it also ruins yeah. the
0: moment because we have this triumphant moment where ever everyone is saying. Like, oh, and my sword, my bow, my axe, and then it's like, oh, yeah, 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 oh, I won't let you go alone. And then fucking Mary and Pippin roll
4: out and they're like,
3: us two, us too. and
0: it's yeah, like, yeah. all right, guys, yeah, thanks, I, I, thanks. I love
4: that because I think it's a great feat. <laughs> no, have, I like oh, it guys, too. They have all this amazing bravery, and, and, and Mary and Pippin are like, we're gonna go, and then Elrond says, you shall be the fellowship of the ring. What and then the there's, fuck?
2: Guys, <laughs> and,
4: there's a feat, and then Pippin goes, great,
2: what where are, are we going? going? No idea what's happening. Uh, and and too, and here's that the thing is the stopping point for us. How is this not the end of the movie? Like it, that's the craziest yeah. fucking thing. Like this feels like such a complete movie that would have ended on such a high point. Like no way, if this dude. was I mean, in theaters and this yeah. ended here, I would have been like Let's dope. fucking! Go. I can't no, wait Tim, for the Tim, next. But thing. like,
1: but like, oh my god! Like again, future spoilers. I don't want to say. No, it, but but just don't, like,
2: don't, like, don't. Let's
1: go hunt some more. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's like yeah. the coolest fucking line ever, dude. Yeah, it's such, so a, such
4: a beautiful moment, such a, such an iconic moment too, and uh, it's so well done. So well
2: done. Oh man, I love it. I love it so much. Well. Then, uh. like, the
0: next scene I love so much too, where they like go right to the door. And fucking Frodo's like, like right or left, right or left. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, left, the, left, that, that's in the
1: extended. That wasn't in the original either. Yeah. The extended man had
0: cool. a lot of really cool scenes that yeah. I enjoyed.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, Tim, were we ready? Yeah. Okay. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme.
2: Haiku in review. review.
4: Haiku in review. Haiku Ladies and gentlemen, are you
2: ready? I always think it's gonna be Ragu Bagu, by the way. And I'm always no, disappointed. Every, every week's different. We're gonna do Ragu Bagu. We're gonna do it like every part. Fuck it. Why not? Um, uh, but you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Lee Polero did. Some green screen looks bad. Overall, still amazing. Samwise is best boy. Gondor's Condor <laughs> says <laughs> an epic journey about Golden Curse Wings. No Condors? Really? <laughs> Grant Burton says, one does not simply write an LOR haiku. This film is precious.
0: <laughs> that was good. I that liked that early. one a lot. And then
2: Josh C. Coming in to end this one. A new quest begins. They must destroy the one ring. My captain. My king. Doesn't need to run, but I appreciate Doesn't it. Need a Let's do some ragu bagu, Andy.
4: what's up everyone welcome back to bad rad guys talk bad guys lord of the rings edition uh we are going to be ranking all of the bad guys in all three of these movies uh fellowship two towers and return of the king starting off i mean this is gonna be hard but uh, who do we feel is the main bad guy in just this
1: one In part part, saruman right saruman i would say saruman yeah which is the Saruman and the and the and the the wraith ring wraiths? Yeah. Alright, uh, I would say you could
3: argue that Boromir, not not, a yet, not guy. I'd, not say,
1: yet. I'd say in the next one he's he
0: is. I I oh, say he, he plays sorry, a better part. Sorry, spoilers.
3: Sorry, sorry. So I'm just thinking
0: of the I movie didn't say future but,
1: spoilers. Yeah, maybe.
4: I mean, I would, Bar- I would, always gets just a bad place. Uh, I would right?
1: say, I would say, Saruman and, and the Ring Wraiths are, are the
4: number yeah. one right now on Lord of the Rings Ragu Bagu is Saruman and the Ring Wraiths. And that sounds like a really cool 70s band that had one hit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, Sauron, of course. He's not the immediate bag. Yeah, yeah, he's not you know, the
0: immediate. I think,
4: he's again, in, in
3: yeah. the
0: future, he becomes a, more, a bigger part of the threat. No, no
1: pun intended. Good. Oh, the, the ring. Way. Chad is saying the ring. It's also a good.
3: Sam's sex drive
1: yeah <laughs> it, yeah. it, it, it
0: only gets Sam in trouble though <laughs> uh,
4: we'll, we'll leave it as Sauron of the ring for now until the ring and or Sauron on the ring race for now until the
1: ring really kicks and make up, sure make sure bad. you follow us on twitter at ragu bagu vids uh I'm gonna do the first tweet from this account in like three months just because I just love this damn movie yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. uh any closing thoughts on fellowship of the ring part one you guys
4: Very excited to watch part two. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that bad boy up next week, and I and and I'm glad we're all doing this. And shout out to Elise for joining us today. This has been awesome.
3: Thank you. I'm sorry if I've cut off or talked over anybody or like. No,
4: that's what we do here. Uh, I just you're doing a podcast with me. I just did it to you.
3: (laughs) Just trying so hard to reel in, you know, the passion, enthusiasm. I don't know how Andy's not sit. He's he's sitting there. We don't even see the blue shorts. (laughs) I I don't know how he's doing it. He's staying in his chair. (laughs) I don't know, Andy. It's, it's just this is uh, such a treat, and man, I can't like think of what a fucking journey we're gonna go have been on by the end of this.
4: I yeah, we're gonna love go it. there and
2: back again. Man, now, I have a question right. for you guys. That was good. That well, was I good. liked you it. Know, yeah, you know, I don't want no spoilers and stuff. Like just using names going into this. What are your guys's personal rankings of these three movies?
1: Mm, going into this, uh I. I haven't watched them recently with a more critical eye. I'd always say two towers is probably my favorite because of all the action scenes. But now thinking about it, I think Fellowship might be my favorite of them all. I think it might be in order, actually. One, two, three, now that I think of it. Okay. But then like but then but I go then three. Return, 2, of the 1. King, Return of the King has so many beautiful moments that just make me ball my eyes out. Like, oh my God, dude. It's so hard.
2: Okay, okay so Andy's one, two, three, Kevin's three, two, one, Nick. I think it's gonna be three Three or we're starting first to last. I think three, three is the best.
4: Second is going to be Fellowship, and then Two Towers is going to be uh, the last.
1: Yeah, I'll go. I'll go one,
4: three, two. Actually.
2: Whoa!
0: Whoa! Probably. One. Is, yeah. This is your favorite. That's interesting.
2: least Fuck! I don't know, man. <laughs> uh,
3: it's Two Towers is my number one, a hundred percent. Just so many great things set up in that movie. It's, Helm's Deep, you can't even can't even compare it's all incredible so, it's so hard It's all incredible i it used to be two three one but i will say one is climbing like one may even be on par with three now. i
2: love that everyone just gave a different answer <laughs> tim like That's tim it's like me awesome. asking you
1: what's your favorite m m song like it's, yeah, okay, okay. it's too many like I it's yeah. so hard to like, it kind of just like whatever you're feeling at that moment like i i so much of this trilogy is just it means so much to me and it's so damn good and earnest and like everything about it is just like so well made yeah i just love this damn
2: franchise well i love it we will return Wait, next Tim, friday yes do you
0: want me to show the the footage that we we're gonna here?
2: and we're gonna end with that okay cool yeah we'll end, we'll end with that kev full screen without we don't need our reactions
0: uh okay, okay. give me one i got to set that up <laughs>
2: Cool. Um, but yeah, we will return next Tuesday on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to do uh clerks two. We're getting to the end of the Kevin Smith viewisk Universe. Um then next Friday we'll be back with Fellowship of the Ring part two, closing out the first Lord of the Rings movie. Elise will join us for the rest of all of these movies, which is very, very exciting. Thank you for that, by the way. That's awesome thank it's you so, guys cool so you
3: much. Thank you. Just, I just so at least, no. No, at least don't,
1: do it.
5: don't do it. No, 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 <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> God, how are we gonna- Um, Kev, how how long do you need for that?
0: I, I think I have it set up. Let's give it a try.
2: Okay, cool. Andrea Renee, we could not let her not be a part of this Lord of the Rings in review. So I told her I was like, "Hey, whatever type of a feature you want to make, go for it." And She wanted to do little updates on hobbits throughout these movies, and I'm like, "You know what? I love. That, that. sounds like a, that sounds like a good idea." So we're gonna we're gonna end the show with a little clip from our good friend Andrea Renee. The Kev. deep breath before right, the you, plunge.
0: You guys can't you guys can't talk or it'll pick you up. Okay. There
5: What's good, Kinda Funny? Your girl Andrea Renee here. When I heard that you were doing a Kinda Funny in review of the Lord of the Rings Extended Edition, you know I had to be involved. I love Tolkien. And I can't just leave my boy Andy defending it all by himself, but shout out to Elise, she's the best. Okay, so I've decided my fun little segments for each of these videos is gonna be all about hobbits being hobbits. Hobbits going hobbiting, doing hobbity things, and otherwise just causing chaos and shenanigans. So. Four, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, part one. I want to talk about Weathertop. This is an iconic scene both in the books and in the movies, and it's a key moment where Hobbit's, Being hobbits really made it a bad mess for Frodo. So in case you don't remember, they're on the run from the ring race after they've discovered the Ring of Powers in the Shire, thanks in no part to Gollum. And they're just trying to meet up with Gandalf so they can figure out what the heck are we going to do with this ring thing anyway. They're all asleep. They think that they've escaped their first encounter with the ring race. But then hobbits being hobbits need to eat in the middle of the night frying up some crispy bacon, thinking that nobody's going to notice their bright fire up on this giant mountaintop. But of course the ringwraiths find them. Strider comes in to save the day, but not before Frodo gets stabbed pretty bad. But thankfully they're able to get him into the hands of Arwen and in to Rivendell just in time to spare his life. But can you imagine if his hobbity friends just had kept their porkly urges in check Maybe they could have avoided this whole mess of a business anyway. But I do say, if you were going to die by Ringwraith, having bacon, crispy bacon at that, as your last meal, it's not a bad way to go. And that's it for me for this time. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of In Review for the Lord of the Rings Extended Edition. I'll see you guys next time.